Sahih Muslim. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Muslim. The English translation is by Nasiruddin al Khattab. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih Muslim. The Book of the Virtues of the Companions. May Allah be pleased with them. Chapter on the Virtues of Abu Bakr as Siddiq. May Allah be pleased with him. Anas bin Malik narrated that Abu Bakr as Siddiq told him, I looked at the feet of the idolaters above our heads when we were in the cave, and I said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, if one of them were to look down at his feet, he would see us beneath his feet. He said, O Abu Bakr, what do you think of two of whom Allah is the third of them? It was narrated from Abu Sayyid that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sat on the mimbar and said, Allah has given a slave the choice between being given the delights of this world or that which is with him, and he has chosen that which is with him. Abu Bakr wept and wept and said, May our fathers and mothers be ransomed for you. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was the one who had been given the choice, and Abu Bakr was the one among us who knew it best. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The most generous of the people to me with his wealth and his companionship is Abu Bakr. If I were to have taken a Khalil, close friend, I would have taken Abu Bakr as a Khalil, but there is the brotherhood of Islam. And no door to the masjid from any house should be left open except the door of Abu Bakr. It was narrated that Abu Sayyid al-Khudri said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, addressed the people one day a hadith like that of Malik, number 6170. Abdullah bin Masood narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If I were to have taken a Khalil, I would have taken Abu Bakr as a close friend, but he is my brother and my companion. Allah, exalted and glorified as he, has taken your companion as a Khalil. It was narrated from Abdullah that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, if I were to have taken anyone from among my ummah as a Khalil, I would have taken Abu Bakr as a Khalil. It was narrated that Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If I were to have taken a Khalil, I would have taken the son of Abu Kuhafa as a Khalil. It was narrated from Abdullah that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, If I were to have taken any of the people of earth as a Khalil, I would have taken the son of Abu Kahafa as a Khalil, but your companion is Allah's Khalil. It was narrated that Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I am innocent of every claim of Khilah. If I were to have taken a Khalil, I would have taken Abu Bakr as a Khalil, but your companion is Allah's Khalil. Amr bin al-As narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent him at the head of the army of Zat al-Salasil, I came to him and said, Which of the people is dearest to you? He said, Aisha. I said, Who among men? He said, Her father. I said, Then who? He said, Omar. And he mentioned some other men. It was narrated from Ibn Abi Mulaika. I heard Aisha being asked, Who the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, would have appointed if he had appointed a successor? She said, Abu Bakr. It was said to her, Then who, after Abu Bakr? She said, Omar. Then it was said to her, Then who after Omar? She said, Abu Ubaidah bin al-Jarrah. Then she kept quiet after that.
It was narrated from Muhammad bin Jubair bin Mu'tam from his father that a woman asked the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, something, and he told her to come back to him. She said, O Messenger of Allah, what if I come and I do not find you? My father said, It was as if she was referring to death. He said, If you do not find me, then go to Abu Bakr. Muhammad bin Jubair bin Mu'tam narrated that his father, Jubair bin Mu'tam, told him that a woman came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and spoke to him about something, and he told her to do something, a hadith like that of Abad bin Musa, number 6179. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me when he was sick, Call your father Abu Bakr and your brother for me, so that I may write a document, for I fear that someone might wish for succession and say, I am more entitled to it, when Allah and the believers insist on Abu Bakr. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Who among you is fasting today? Abu Bakr said, I am. He said, Who among you has followed a funeral today? Abu Bakr said, I have. He said, Who among you has fed a poor person today? Abu Bakr said, I have. He said, Who among you has visited a sick person today? Abu Bakr said, I have. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, These qualities are not combined in a person, but he will enter paradise. Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, While a man was driving a cow of his, on which he was carrying a load, the cow turned to him and said, I was not created for this, rather, I was created for plowing. The people said, Subhanallah, and they were amazed and alarmed at the idea of a cow talking. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I believe it, and so do Abu Bakr and Omar. Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, While a shepherd was tending his flock, the wolf attacked and caught a sheep. The shepherd chased him until he rescued the sheep from him, and the wolf turned to him and said to him, Who will protect it on the day of the wild beast? when there is no shepherd but me. The people said, Subhanallah. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I believe it, and so do Abu Bakr and Umar. The story of the sheep and the wolf was narrated from Ibn Shihab, a hadith similar to number 6183 with this chain, but he did not mention the story of the cow. A hadith like that of Yunus from Az-Zuhri was narrated from Abu Huraira, number 6183, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. In both the ahadith, the cow and the sheep are both mentioned, and they said in their hadith, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I believe in it, and so do Abu Bakr and Omar. It was narrated from Abu Huraira, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, a similar hadith as number 6183. Chapter on the Virtues of Omar May Allah be pleased with him. It was narrated that Ibn Abi Mulaika said, I heard Ibn Abbas say, Omar bin al-Khattab was placed on his bed. And the people gathered around him, praying for him and praising him before he was lifted up, and I was among them. Nothing surprised me except a man who seized my shoulder from behind. I turned to him and saw that it was Ali. He prayed for mercy for Omar and said, You have not left behind anyone with the like of whose deeds I would like to meet Allah more than you. By Allah, I think that Allah will unite you with your two companions, because I often heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Abu Bakr, Omar, and I came. 
Abu Bakr, Omar and I went in. Abu Bakr, Omar and I went out. So I hope or I think that Allah will unite you with them. Footnote. Omar bin al-Khattab was placed on his bed, meaning when he died. A similar report as hadith number 6187 was narrated from Omar bin Sa'id with this chain of narrators. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, While I was sleeping, I saw the people being shown to me, and they were wearing garments, some of which came down to the chest, and some came lower than that. Omar bin al-Khattab passed by, and he was wearing a garment that was dragging. They said, How did you interpret that, O Messenger of Allah? peace be upon him, he said, the religion. It was narrated from Hamza bin Abdullah bin Umar bin al-Khattab from his father that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, While I was sleeping, I saw a vessel that was brought to me, in which was milk. I drank from it until its moisture flowed from beneath my nails. Then I gave my leftovers to Umar bin al-Khattab. They said, How did you interpret that, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? He said, knowledge. A similar hadith as number 6190 was narrated from Salih with the chain of Yunus. Abu Huraira said, I heard the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him say, while I was sleeping, I saw myself at a well by which there was a bucket. I drew as much water as Allah willed from it. Then the son of Abu Kuhafa, that is, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, took it and drew a bucket or two with some weakness. May Allah forgive him. Then it changed into a large bucket, and the son of Al-Khattab took it, and I have never seen any leader among the people draw water as vigorously as Omar bin Al-Khattab. He drew so much water that the people drank their fill, and then they stayed there for a while. A similar hadith as number 6192 was narrated from Salih with the chain of narrators of Yunus. Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I saw the son of Abu Kuhafa drawing water a hadith like that of Az-Zuhri. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, While I was sleeping, I was shown myself drawing water from my cistern and giving it to the people. Abu Bakr came to me and took the bucket from my hand to let me rest, and he drew two buckets, but there was some weakness in his drawing. May Allah forgive him. Then the son of Al-Khattab came and took it from him, and I have never seen a man drawing water more vigorously than him, until the people left, having drunk their fill, and the cistern was still overflowing with water. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Umar that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I saw as if I was drawing water in a leather bucket from a well. Then Abu Bakr came and drew a bucket or two, but he drew it in a manner that had some weakness in it. May Allah forgive him. Then Omar came and asked for water, and it turned into a large bucket, and I have never seen any leader among the people draw water as vigorously. He went on drawing water until the people had drunk their fill. Then they stayed there for a while. A similar hadith as number 6196 was narrated from Salim bin Abdullah from his father about the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, seeing Abu Bakr and Omar bin al-Khattab. May Allah be pleased with them. It was narrated from Jabir that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I entered paradise where I saw a house or a palace. I said, To whom does this belong? They said, To Omar bin al-Khattab. I wanted to enter it, but then I remembered your protective jealousy. Ghira. Omar wept and said, O Messenger of Allah, would I feel jealous towards you? It was narrated from Ibn al-Munqadir 
I heard Jabir narrate from the Prophet, peace be upon him, a hadith like that of Ibn Numar and Zuhair, number 6198. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, While I was sleeping, I saw myself in paradise, and there was a woman performing wudu beside a palace. I said, To whom does this belong? They said, To Umar bin al-Khattab. Then I remembered the protective jealousy of Umar, so I turned away. Abu Huraira said, Umar wept, and we were all in that gathering with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Then Umar said, May my father and mother be sacrificed for you. O Messenger of Allah, would I feel jealous towards you? A similar report as number 6200 was narrated from Ibn Shahab with this chain of narrators. Muhammad bin Sa'ad bin Abi Vakas narrated that his father Sa'ad said, Umar asked for permission to enter upon the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And there were some women of the Quraysh with him who were asking too much of him and raising their voices. When Umar asked permission to enter, they got up and hastened to conceal themselves. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave him permission to enter, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was smiling. Umar said, May Allah make you happy all your life, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I wonder at these women who were with me. When they heard your voice, they hastened to conceal themselves. Umar said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, you are more deserving of being feared. Then Umar said, O enemies of your souls, do you fear me, and you do not fear the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? They said, Yes, for you are harsher and more strict than the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, By the one in whose hand is my soul, the shaitan never meets you on a road, but he takes a different road. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that Umar bin al-Khattab came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And there were some women with him who had raised their voices at the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. When Umar asked permission to enter, they concealed themselves. A hadith like that of Az-Zuhri, number 6203. It was narrated from Aisha that the Prophet, peace be upon him, used to say, Among the nations that came before you, there were men who were inspired. If there are any among my ummah who are inspired, then Umar bin al-Khattab is among them. A similar report as hadith number 6204 was narrated from Sa'ad bin Ibrahim with this chain of narrators. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, Umar said, My Lord agreed with me concerning three things, Makam Ibrahim, Hijab, and the prisoners of the Battle of Badr. It was narrated that Ibn Umar said, When Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul died, his son Abdullah bin Abdullah came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and asked him to give him his garment, so that he might shroud his father in it, and he gave it to him. Then he asked him, peace be upon him, to offer the funeral prayer for him, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stood up to offer prayers for him. Omar stood up and caught hold of the garment of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, Will you offer the funeral prayer for him when Allah has forbidden you to pray for him? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Rather, Allah has given me the choice. He said, Whether you ask forgiveness for them, hypocrites, or ask not forgiveness for them, and even if you ask seventy times for their forgiveness. Quran, Surah At-Tawbah, Chapter 9, Verse 80 And I will ask more than seventy times. He said, But he is a hypocrite. 
the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, offered the funeral prayer for him. Then Allah, glorified and exalted is he, revealed the verse, And never pray funeral prayer for any of them hypocrites who dies, nor stand at his grave. Quran, Surah At-Tawbah, Chapter 9, Verse 84 A hadith like that of Abu Usama, number 6207, was narrated from Ubaidullah with this chain of narrators, and he added, he said, so he stopped praying for them. Chapter on the virtues of Uthman bin Affan. May Allah be pleased with him. Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was lying down in my house with his thigh or shin uncovered. Abu Bakr asked for permission to enter and he let him in while he was in that state and he spoke to him. Then Umar asked for permission to enter and he let him in while he was in that state and he spoke to him. Then Uthman asked for permission to enter, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sat up and straightened his garment. Muhammad, one of the narrators, said, I do not say that this all happened on one day. And he came in, and he spoke to him. When he left, Aisha said, Abu Bakr came in, and you did not stir for him. And Umar came in, and you did not stir for him. Then Uthman came in, and you sat up and straightened your garment. He, peace be upon him, said, should I not feel shy before a man before whom the angels feel shy? Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Uthman narrated that Abu Bakr asked for permission to enter upon the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when he was lying down on his bed wearing the cover of Aisha. He gave permission to Abu Bakr to enter when he was like that, and he fulfilled his need, then he went away. Then Omar asked for permission to enter and he gave him permission to enter when he was like that, and he fulfilled his need, then he went away. Uthman said, Then I asked permission to enter, and he sat up and said to Aisha, Cover yourself properly. I fulfilled my need, then I went away. Aisha said, O Messenger of Allah, why did I not see you stirring for Abu Bakr and Umar, as you did for Uthman? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Uthman is a shy man, and I was afraid that if I gave him permission to enter when I was in that state, he would not tell me of his need. Uthman and Aisha narrated that Abu Bakr as-Siddiq asked for permission to enter upon the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And he narrated a hadith like that of Ukal from Az-Zuri, number 6210. It was narrated that Abu Musa al-Ash'ari said, while the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was in one of the gardens of Al-Madina, driving a stick into the ground, a man asked for the gate to be opened. He said, Open up and give him the glad tidings of paradise. It was Abu Bakr, so I opened the gate and gave him the glad tidings of paradise. Then another man asked for the gate to be opened, and he said, Open up and give him the glad tidings of paradise. I went and saw that it was Omar. So I opened the gate and gave him the glad tidings of paradise. Then another man asked for the gate to be opened. The Prophet, peace be upon him, sat up and said, Open up and give him the glad tidings of paradise because of some turmoil that he will have to face. I went and saw that it was Uthman bin Affan. I opened the gate and gave him the glad tidings of paradise. I said what he had said and he said, O oh Allah, grant patience and Allah is the one whose help we seek. It was narrated from Abu Musa al-Ashari that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, entered a garden and told me to watch the gate, a hadith like that of Uthman bin Ghayath, number 6212. Abu Musa al-Ashari narrated that he performed wudu in his house. Then he went out and said, 
I shall certainly keep close to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and stay with him for the whole day. He came to the masjid and asked about the Prophet, peace be upon him, and they said, He's gone out in this direction. He said, So I went out following him and asking about him until he entered the well of Aris. I sat at the gate which was made of palm branches until the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had relieved himself and performed wudu. Then I got up and went to him, and he was sitting on the edge of the well of Aris, with his shins uncovered and his legs dangling in the well. I greeted him with salam. Then I went and sat at the gate, and I said, I will be the gatekeeper of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, today. Then Abu Bakr came and pushed at the gate. I said, Who is this? He said, Abu Bakr. I said, One moment. Then I went and said, O Messenger of Allah, Abu Bakr is here, asking for permission to enter. He said, Let him in and give him the glad tidings of paradise. So I went and said to Abu Bakr, Come in, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, is giving you the glad tidings of paradise. Abu Bakr came in and sat on the right of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on the well, dangling his legs in the well as the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was doing, and he uncovered his shins. Then I went back and sat down. I had left my brother performing wudu, and he was to catch up with me. I said, If Allah wills good for so-and-so, meaning his brother, he will bring him. Someone was shaking the gate, and I said, Who is this? He said, Omar bin al-Khattab. I said, One moment. Then I came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and greeted him with salam, and I said, Omar is asking for permission to enter. He said, Let him in, and give him the glad tidings of paradise. So I went to Omar and said, Come in, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, is giving you the glad tidings of paradise. He came in and sat with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on the edge of the well on his left, and he dangled his legs in the well. Then I went back and sat down. I said, If Allah wills good for so-and-so, meaning his brother, he will bring him. Then someone shook the gate, and I said, Who is this? He said, Uthman bin Affan. I said, One moment. I went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and told him, and he said, Let him in, and give him the glad tidings of paradise with some turmoil that he will have to face. So I went and said, Come in, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, is giving you the glad tidings of paradise with some turmoil that you will have to face. He came in and found that the edge of the well was full, so he sat facing them on the other side. Shariq said, Sayyid bin al-Musayyab said, I interpreted that as being the position of their graves. Sayyid bin al-Musayyib said, Abu Musa al-Ashari told me here, and Suleiman pointed to where Sayyid had sat beside the hut. Abu Musa said, I went out looking for the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and I found that he had gone to the gardens. I followed him and found that he had entered a garden and sat on the edge of a well. He had uncovered his legs and allowed them to dangle in the well, and he quoted a hadith, like that of Yahya bin Hassan, number 6214, but he did not mention the words of Sayyid. I interpreted that as being the position of their graves. It was narrated that Abu Musa al-Ashari said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, went out one day to a garden in Al-Madinah to relieve himself, and I set out following him. He quoted a hadith like that of Suleiman bin Bilal, number 6215, and he mentioned in the hadith that Ibn al-Musayyib said, I interpreted that as being the position of their graves, which are gathered together here, but Uthman's grave is separate. Chapter on the Virtues of Ali bin Abi Talib. May Allah be pleased with him.
It was narrated from Amir bin Sa'ad bin Abi Vakas that his father said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Ali, You are to me like Harun to Musa, except that there is no prophet after me. Sa'id said, I wanted to hear it directly from Sa'ad, so I met Sa'ad and told him what Amir had narrated to me, and he said, I heard it. I said, Did you hear it? He put his fingers on his ears and said, Yes, otherwise let them become deaf. It was narrated that Sa'ad bin Abi Vakas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, appointed Ali in charge of Al-Madinah in his absence, during the campaign of Tabuk. He, Ali, said, O Messenger of Allah, are you leaving me behind with the women and children? He, peace be upon him, said, Does it not please you to be to me as Harun was to Musa, except that there will be no prophet after me? Shubha narrated it with this chain of narrators. It was narrated from Amir bin Sa'ad bin Abi Vakas that his father said, Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan ordered Sa'ad, saying, What kept you from cursing Abu At-Turab? He said, It is because of three things that I remember that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said that I will never curse him, because if even one of them were for me, that would be dearer to me than red camels. I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say to him when he appointed him in charge during his absence when he went on one of his campaigns. And Ali said to him, O Messenger of Allah, are you leaving me behind with the women and children? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to him, Does it not please you to be to me as Harun was to Musa, except that there will be no prophethood after me? And I heard him say on the day of Khaybar, I shall give the flag to a man who loves Allah and his messenger, and Allah and his messenger love him. We were all hoping for it. But he said, Call Ali for me. He was brought, and he was suffering from an inflammation in the eyes. He put some spittle in his eyes and gave the flag to him, and Allah granted him victory. When this verse was revealed, Let us call our sons and your sons. Quran, Surah Al-Imran, Chapter 3, Verse 16 the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, called Ali, Fatima, Hassan, and Hussein, and said, O Allah, these are my family. Footnote. See Hadith number 6229. It was narrated from Sa'ad that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Ali, Does it not please you to be to me as Harun was to Musa? It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said on the day of Khabar, I shall give this flag to a man who loves Allah and his messenger, and Allah will grant victory at his hands. Omar bin al-Khattab said, I never desired leadership except on that day. He said, I came before him in the hope that I might be called to it, but the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, called Ali bin Abi Talib. He gave it to him and said, March and do not turn around until Allah grants you victory. Ali walked a little way, then he stopped. But he did not turn around, and he shouted, O Messenger of Allah, on what basis should I fight the people? He said, Fight them until they bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped but Allah, and that Muhammad, peace be upon him, is the Messenger of Allah. If they do that, then they have protected from you their blood and their wealth, except for a right that is due, and their reckoning will be with Allah. Sahel bin Sa'ad narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said on the day of Khabar, I shall give this flag to a man at whose hands Allah will grant victory. He loves Allah and his messenger and Allah and his messenger love him. The people spent the night wondering which of them would be given it. When the morning came, the people went to the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, all of them hoping to be given it. He said, Where is Ali bin Abi Talib? 
They said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, he has a problem in his eyes. They sent for him, and he was brought. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, put some spittle in his eyes, and prayed for him, and he was healed, such that it was as if there had been no pain in him. He gave him the flag, and Ali said, O Messenger of Allah, shall I fight them until they become like us? He said, Advance cautiously until you reach their open space, then invite them to Islam, and tell them of their duties before Allah. By Allah, if Allah were to guide one man through you, that would be better for you than having red camels. It was narrated that Salama bin al-Aqwa said, Ali stayed behind and did not go with the Prophet peace be upon him during the campaign of Khabar, and he had an inflammation in his eyes. He said, How could I stay behind and not go with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? So Ali set out and caught up with the Prophet, peace be upon him, on the evening before Allah granted victory. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Tomorrow I shall give the flag, or the flag will be carried by, a man whom Allah and his Messenger love, or he said, who loves Allah and his Messenger, and Allah will grant him victory. Then we saw Ali, and we were not expecting to see him. They said, Here is Ali, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave the flag to him, and Allah granted victory to him. Yazid bin Hayyan said, Hussain bin Sabra, Umar bin Muslim, and I set out and came to Zad bin Arkam. When we sat with him, Hussain said to him, O Zad, you have attained a great deal of good. You saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and heard his hadith. You fought alongside him and prayed behind him. O Zad, you have attained a great deal of good. Tell us, O Zad, what you heard from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He said, O son of my brother, by Allah I have grown old, and it has been a long time, and I have forgotten some of that which I learned from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Whatever I narrate to you, accept it, otherwise do not push me. Then he said, One day the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stood up and addressed us at a watering place called Khum, between Mecca and Al-Madinah. He praised and glorified Allah, and he exhorted and reminded us. Then he said, O people, I am only human, and soon the messenger of my Lord will come to me, and I will respond. I am leaving among you two weighty things, the first of which is the book of Allah, in which is guidance and light. Follow the book of Allah and hold fast to it. And he encouraged us to adhere to the book of Allah. Then he said, And the people of my household, I remind you of Allah with regard to the people of my household. I remind you of Allah with regard to the people of my household. I remind you of Allah with regard to the people of my household. Hussain said to him, Who are the people of his household, O Zad? Aren't his wives among the people of his household? He said his wives are among the people of his household, but the people of his household are those to whom Zakah is forbidden after he is gone. He said, Who are they? He said they are the family of Ali, the family of Akil, the family of Jafir, and the family of Abbas. He said, Was Zakah forbidden to all of these? He said, Yes. It was narrated from Zad bin Akam from the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he quoted a hadith like that of Zuhair, number 6225. A hadith like that of Ismail, number 6225, was narrated from Abu Hayyan with this chain of narrators, and in the hadith of Jarir it adds, The book of Allah in which is guidance and light. Whoever holds fast to it and adheres to it will be following true guidance, and whoever deviates from it will go astray.
It was narrated that Yazid bin Hayyan said, We entered upon Zad bin Arkam and said to him, You have seen good things. You accompanied the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and prayed behind him. And he quoted a hadith like that of Abu Hayyan, number 6225, except that he said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Behold, I am leaving among you the two weighty things, one of which is the Book of Allah, glorified and exalted is he, which is the rope of Allah. Whoever follows it will be following true guidance, and whoever forsakes it will be misguided. And in it, it says, and we said, Who are the people of his household? His wives? He said, No. By Allah, a woman may be with a man only for a part of his lifetime. Then he divorces her, and she goes back to her father and her people. The people of his household are his origin and his male relatives to whom zakah is forbidden after he was gone. It was narrated that Sahal bin Sa'd said, A man from the family of Marwan was appointed as governor of Al-Madinah, and he called Sahal bin Sa'd and ordered him to insult Ali, but Sa'd refused. He said, If you refuse to do it, then at least say, May Allah curse Abu At-Turab. Sahal said, No name is dearer to Ali than Abu At-Turab, and he used to feel happy when he was called by it. He said, Tell us his story. Why was he called Abu At-Turab? He said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came to the house of Fatima, and he did not find Ali in the house. He said, Where is the son of your uncle? She said, There was something between him and I, and he got angry with me and went out. He did not take a nap in my house. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to someone, Go and look where he is. He came and said, O Messenger of Allah, by Allah, he is in the masjid, sleeping. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came to him, and he was lying down. His cloak had fallen from his back, and he had gotten dusty. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, started wiping it from him and saying, Get up, Abu At-Turab! Get up, Abu At-Turab! Chapter on the virtues of Sa'd bin Abi Vakas, may Allah be pleased with him. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, could not sleep one night, and said, Would that a righteous man from among my companions would guard me tonight? We heard the sound of a weapon. And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Who is this? Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas said, O Messenger of Allah, I have come to guard you. Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, slept until I could hear him breathing deeply. Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stayed up late one night when he first came to Al-Madinah, and he said, Would that a righteous man from among my companions would guard me tonight? While we were like that, we heard the clatter of a weapon. He said, Who is this? He said, Sa'ad bin Abi Vakas, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, What brings you here? He said, I felt some fear for the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, so I came to guard him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed for him, then he went to sleep. According to the report of Ibn Rum, we said, Who is this? Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, could not sleep one night. A hadith like that of Suleiman bin Bilal, number 6230. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Shaddad said, I heard Ali say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, never mentioned both his parents together for anyone except Sa'ad bin Malik. He started to say to him on the day of Uhud, Shoot, may my father and mother be ransomed for you. A similar report, as number 6233, was narrated from Ali, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, with this chain of narrator. It was narrated that Sa'ad bin Abi Waqas said, 
the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, mentioned both his parents together for me on the day of Uhud. It was narrated from Yahya bin Sa'id with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6235. It was narrated from Amir bin Sa'ad that his father said that the Prophet, peace be upon him, mentioned both his parents together for him on the day of Uhud. An idolater man was attacking the Muslims fiercely, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to him, Shoot! May my father and mother be ransomed for you. So I shot him with an arrow that had no head, and I hit him in his side and he fell down, and his aura was uncovered. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, smiled so broadly that I could see his molars. Musa'ab bin Sa'ad narrated from his father that some verses of Qur'an were revealed concerning him. He said, The mother of Sa'ad swore that she would not speak to him unless he renounced his faith, and she would not eat or drink. She said, You say that Allah has enjoined you to treat your parents well, and I am your mother, and I am telling you to do this. She stayed like that for three days, then she fainted from hunger. A son of hers who was called Omara got up and gave her some water, and she started praying against Sa'ad. Then Allah revealed this verse in the Qur'an, And we have enjoined on man to be good and dutiful to his parents, but if they strive to make you join with me in worship, anything as a partner of which you have no knowledge, then obey them not. Qur'an, Surah Al-Ankabut, chapter 29, verse 8. And, but behave with them in the world kindly. Qur'an, Surah Luqman, chapter 31, verse 15. He said, And the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, acquired a great deal of booty, among which was a sword. I picked it up and brought it to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, Allocate this sword to me, for I am the one whose situation you know. He said, Put it back where you took it from. I went, then when I wanted to put it in the place where the spoils of war were gathered, I decided to try again, so I went back and said, Give it to me. He said in a loud voice, Put it back where you took it from. Then Allah revealed the words, They ask you about the spoils of war. Quran, Surah Al-Anfal, Chapter 8, Verse 1 Then I fell sick. And I sent word to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he came to me. I said, Let me divide my wealth as I wish, but he refused. I said, Then half, but he refused. I said, Then one-third. He remained silent. Then after that one-third was permitted. I came to a group of the Ansar and Muhajireen, and they said, Come, we will give you food and wine. That was before wine was forbidden. I came to them in a garden, and they had roasted a camel head and a small skin of wine. I ate and drank with them. Then I mentioned the Ansar and Muhajireen to them. I said, The Muhajireen are better than the Ansar. A man took one of the jawbones of the camel head and struck me with it and injured my nose. I came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and told him. Then Allah revealed this verse about me and about wine. Khamr, all kinds of alcoholic drinks and gambling, and Al-Ansab, stone altars for sacrifices to idols, etc., and Al-Azlam, arrows for seeking luck or decision, are an abomination of shaitans, Satan's handiwork. Qur'an, Surah Al-Ma'idah, Chapter 5, Verse 90 Footnote The word and is added to the translation since as the text appears it runs together here. In the Qur'an, these are two separate ayah from two separate surah whose references we added in the notes. In his commentary on Sahih al-Bukhari, number 5970, Al-Hafiz ibn Hajar mentioned this narration and others who recorded it only mentioning the first ayah. And in a version of Ahmed, it does not say the ayah, and in another version of Ahmed, 
Quran, chapter 1, verse 181, number 1567, it says, And he recited until he reached. So these are apparently the two separate ayah. Finally, he says the following, And what is apparent to me is that the two ayah were confirmed in the original, but that some of them dropped that mistakenly from one of the narrators, and Allah knows best, implying that both of these ayah were revealed on that occasion. Versions of this narration are mentioned in the tafsir of Ibn Kathir at both locations. It was narrated from Mus'ab bin Sa'd that his father said, Four verses were revealed concerning me. And he quoted a hadith like that of Zuhair from Simak, number 6238. In the hadith of Shubha, it adds, When they wanted to feed her, Sa'd's mother, they opened her mouth with a stick and put food in her mouth. In this hadith, it also says, He struck Sa'd's nose with it and split it and the nose of Sa'ad remained split. It was narrated that Sa'ad said, Concerning the verse, And turn not away those who invoke their Lord morning and afternoon. Quran, Surah Al-Anam, chapter 6, verse 52. This was revealed concerning six people, including myself and Ibn Masud. The idolaters had said, Do not keep these people near you. It was narrated that Sa'ad said, We were six people with the Prophet, peace be upon him. And the idolaters said to the Prophet, peace be upon him, Send these people away so that they will not become too bold with us. They were myself, Ibn Masud, a man from Hudel, Bilal, and two men whose names I do not know. There occurred to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, what Allah willed should occur, and he thought to himself. Then Allah revealed the words, And turn not away those who invoke their Lord, morning and afternoon, seeking his face. Quran Surah Al-Anam, chapter 6, verse 52. It was narrated that Abu Uthman said, No one stayed with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, on one of those nights, when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was fighting, except Talha and Sa'ad. Chapter on the virtues of Talha and Az-Zubair. May Allah be pleased with them. It was narrated that Jabir bin Abdullah said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, exhorted the people on the day of Al-Khandaq, and Az-Zubair said, I am ready. Then he exhorted them again, and Az-Zubair said, I am ready. Then he exhorted them again, and Az-Zubair said, I am ready. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Every Prophet has a helper, and my helper is Az-Zubair. A hadith like that of Ibn Uyayyina, number 6243, was narrated from Jabir, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Az-Zubair said, On the day of Al-Khandaq, Umar bin Abi Salama and I were with the women in the fort of Hassan. Sometimes he would squat down for me to climb on his shoulders and look, and sometimes I would squat down for him to climb on my shoulders and look. And I recognized my father when he passed by on his horse with his weapons heading towards Banu Quraiza. He said, Abdullah bin Urwa informed me that Abdullah bin Az-Zubair said, I mentioned that to my father and he said, Did you see me, O my son? I said, Yes. He said, By Allah, on that day the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, mentioned both his parents for me. And he said, May my father and mother be ransomed for you. Footnote. That is Hisham bin Urwa who narrated this hadith from his father from Abdullah bin Az-Zubair and Abdullah bin Urwa is Hisham's brother. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Az-Zubair said, On the day of Al-Khandaq, Umar bin Abi Salama and I were in the fort where the women were, meaning the wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And he quoted a hadith like that of Ibn Mus'hir, number 6245, with this chain of narrators. 
but he did not mention Abdullah bin Urwa in the hadith. But that event was added to the hadith of Hisham from his father from Ibn Az-Zubayr. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was on Mount Hira with Abu Bakr, Umar, Ali, Uthman, Talha, and Az-Zubayr. The rock shook and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Be still, for there is no one on you but a prophet, a Siddiq, a true believer, or a martyr. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was on Mount Hira and it shook. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Be still, Hira, for there is no one on you but a prophet, a Siddiq, or a martyr. On it were the Prophet, peace be upon him, Abu Bakr, Omar, Uthman, Ali, Talha, Az-Zubair, and Sa'ad bin Abi Vakas. May Allah be pleased with them all. Hisham narrated that his father said, Aisha said to me, Your parents by Allah are among those who answered the call of Allah and the Messenger after being wounded. See Quran, Surah Al-Imran, Chapter 3, Verse 172. Hisham narrated it with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6249 and added, meaning Abu Bakr and Az-Zubair. It was narrated that Urwa said, Aisha said to me, Your parents were among those who answered the call of Allah and the Messenger after being wounded. See Quran, Surah Al-Imran, Chapter 3, Verse 172. Chapter on the virtues of Abu Ubaidah bin al-Jarrah, may Allah be pleased with him. It was narrated that Abu Kilaba said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Every Ummah has a trustee, Amin, and our trustee for this Ummah, Abu Ubaidah bin al-Jarrah. It was narrated from Anas that the people of Yemen came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, Send with us a man who can teach us the Sunnah and Islam. He, peace be upon him, took the hand of Abu Ubaidah bin al-Jarrah and said, This is the trustee of this ummah. It was narrated that Hudafa said, The people of Najran came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, send to us a man of trust. He said, I shall send to you a man of trust in the true sense of the word. The people looked up hoping to be chosen, and he sent Abu Ubaidah bin al-Jarrah. A similar report as hadith number 6254 was narrated from Abu Ishaq with this chain of narrators. Chapter on the virtues of Al-Hassan and Al-Husayn, may Allah be pleased with them. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to Hassan, O Allah, I love him, so love him, and love those who love him. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, I went out with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, at some time of the day, and he did not speak to me or I to him until he came to the market of Banu Kenuka. Then he left and went to the house of Fatima and said, Is the little one there? Is the little one there? Meaning Hassan. We thought that his mother had kept him in to bathe him and dress him in a garland, but soon he came running until they embraced one another. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O oh Allah, I love him, so love him and love those who love him. Al-Bara' bin Azib said, I saw Al-Hassan bin Ali on the shoulder of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and he was saying, O oh Allah, I love him, so love him. It was narrated that Al-Bara' said, I saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, putting Al-Hassan bin Ali on his shoulder and saying, O oh Allah, I love him, so love him. Iyas narrated that his father said, 
I led the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, and Al-Hassan and Al-Husayn on the white mule until I brought them to the apartment of the Prophet, peace be upon him, with one of them in front of him and one of them behind. Chapter on the Virtues of the Household of the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Safiya bint Sheba said, Aisha said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, went out one morning wearing a striped cloak of black camel hair. Al-Hassan bin Ali came, and he enfolded him in the cloak. Then Al-Husayn came, and he enfolded him in it. Then Fatima came, and he enfolded her in it. Then Ali came, and he enfolded him in it. Then he said, Allah wishes only to remove ar-rijs, evil deeds and sins from you, O members of the family, and to purify you with a thorough purification. Footnote Quran, Surah Al-Ahzab, Chapter 33, Verse 33 Following this narration, copies of the text included an additional chain narrated by Abu Ahmad Muhammad bin Isa, who is Al-Jaludi, one of those who reported Sahih Muslim. Chapter on the virtues of Zad bin Haritha and his son Usama. May Allah be pleased with them both. It was narrated from Salim bin Abdullah that his father said, We used to call Zad bin Haritha Zad bin Muhammad until it was revealed in the Quran, Call them adopted sons by the names of their fathers. That is more just with Allah. Quran, Surah Al-Azab, Chapter 33, Verse 5 A similar report as number 6262 was narrated from Abdullah. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Dinar that he heard Ibn Umar say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent an expedition, and he appointed Usama bin Zad in charge of them. The people objected to his command, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stood up and said, You object to his command, and you objected to the command of his father before him. By Allah, he, his father, was fit to command, and he was one of the dearest of people to me, and he, Usama, is one of the dearest of people to me after him. It was narrated from Salim that his father said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said when he was on the mimbar, You object to his command meaning Osama bin Zaid, and you objected to the command of his father before him. But by Allah, he was fit to command, and by Allah, he was one of the dearest of people to me. By Allah, this one, meaning Osama bin Zaid, is fit to command, and by Allah, he is one of the dearest of them to me after him. So treat him well, for he is one of your righteous. Chapter on the Virtues of Abdullah bin Ja'far May Allah be pleased with him. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Abi Mulaika said, Abdullah bin Jafar said to Ibn Az-Zubair, Do you remember when we met the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, myself, you, and Ibn Abbas? He said, Yes, and he carried us on his mount, but he left you. A hadith like that of Ibn Ulayya, number 6266, was narrated from Habib bin Ash-Shahid with this chain of narrators. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Jafar said, when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came from a journey, he would be met by the children of his household. He came from a journey, and I was taken to meet him first, and he seated me on his mount in front of him. Then one of the two sons of Fatima came, and he seated him behind him, and we entered Al-Madina, three of us on one mount. Abdullah bin Jafar said, When the Prophet, peace be upon him, came from a journey, we would be taken to meet him. Al-Hassan or Al-Husayn and I were taken to meet him, and he seated one of us on his mount in front of him and the other behind him, until we entered Al-Madina. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Jafar said, 
The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, seated me behind him on his mount one day and said something to me in secret that I will never tell to any of the people. Chapter on the Virtues of Khadija, the Mother of the Believers, may Allah be pleased with her. It was narrated from Hisham that his father said, I heard Abdullah bin Jafar say, I heard Ali say in Al-Kufa, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, The best woman in it was Maryam bint Imran, and the best woman in it is Khadija bint Khuwailid. Abu Qurayb said, and Waqia pointed to the sky and the ground. Footnote, indicating that it refers to the world, and the meaning is understood to be during each of their times. It was narrated that Abu Musa said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Many men have attained perfection. But no women have attained perfection except Maryam bint Imran and Asiya, the wife of Pharaoh. And the superiority of Aisha to other women is like the superiority of Tharid to other foods. It was narrated that Abu Zurah said, Jibril came to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and said, O Messenger of Allah, Khadija is coming to you with a vessel in which there is condiment, food, or drink. When she comes to you, Convey to her greetings of salam from her Lord, glorified and exalted is he, and from me, and give her the glad tidings of a house of pearls in paradise, in which there is no clamor or toil. It was narrated that Ismail said, I said to Abdullah bin Abi Awfa, Did the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, give Khadija the glad tidings of a house in paradise? He said, Yes. He gave her the glad tidings of a house of pearls in paradise in which there is no clamor or toil. A similar report as number 6274 was narrated from Ismail bin Abi Khalid, from Ibn Abi Awfa, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave Khadija bint the Khuwailid the glad tidings of a house in paradise. It was narrated that Aisha said, I never felt jealous of any woman as I did of Khadija, although she died three years before he, peace be upon him, married me. I used to hear him mention her, and his Lord told him to give her the glad tidings of a house of pearls in paradise, and he used to slaughter a sheep and gift it to her friends. It was narrated that Aisha said, I never felt jealous of any of the wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, except Khadija, even though I never met her. She said, When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, slaughtered a sheep, he said, Send this to the friends of Khadija. I annoyed him one day and by saying, Khadija, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Her love is instilled in my heart. Hisham narrated a hadith like that of Abu Usama, number 6277, with this chain of narrators, up to the story of the sheep, but he did not mention the extra material that comes after that. It was narrated that Aisha said, I did not feel jealous of any of the wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, as I did of Khadija, because he, peace be upon him, often mentioned her, although I never saw her. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, did not take another wife in addition to Khadija until she died. It was narrated that Aisha said, Hala bint Khuwailid, the sister of Khadija, asked permission to enter upon the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he remembered how Khadija used to ask permission and he felt happy when he heard that. He said, O oh Allah, Hala bint Khuwailid, I felt jealous and said, Why do you remember one of the old women of the Quraysh with red gums? She is long dead, and Allah has given you a better one in her stead.
Chapter on the Virtues of Aisha, the Mother of the Believers. May Allah be pleased with her. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I was shown in my dreams for three nights that the angel brought you to me wrapped in a cloth of silk, saying, This is your wife. I uncovered your face and saw that it was you, and I said, If this is from Allah, then he will bring it to pass. A similar report, as Hadith number 6283, was narrated from Hisham with this chain of narrators. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me, I know when you are pleased with me and when you are angry with me. I said, How do you know that? He said, When you are pleased with me, you say, No, by the Lord of Muhammad, peace be upon him. And when you are angry with me, you say, No, by the Lord of Ibrahim. I said, Yes, by Allah, O Messenger of Allah, I forsake everything but your name. It was narrated from Hisham bin Urwa, a hadith similar to number 6285, with this chain of narrators, up to the words, No, by the Lord of Ibrahim, and he did not mention what came after that. It was narrated from Aisha that she used to play with dolls in the house of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. She said, My friends used to come to me, but they would feel shy of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and leave. But the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, would send them to me. It was narrated from Hisham, a hadith similar to number 6287, with this chain of narrators. In the hadith of Jarir it says, I used to play with dolls in his house. It was narrated from Aisha that the people used to send their gifts when it was Aisha's day, that is, the day when Allah's Messenger was in her apartment, seeking thereby to please the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, sent Fatima, the daughter of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. She asked permission to enter when he was lying down with me under my cover, and he gave her permission. She said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, your wives have sent me to you to ask you to be just with regard to the daughter of Abu Kuhafa. I, Aisha, kept quiet. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to her, O my daughter, do you not love that which I love? She said, Yes. He said, Then love this one. Fatima got up when she heard that from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and she went back to the wives of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him and told them what she had said, and what the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, had said to her. They said to her, You have been of no avail for us. Go back to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and say to him, Your wives urge you to be just with regard to the daughter of Abu Kuhafa. Fatima said, By Allah, I will never speak to him about her. Aisha said, The wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, sent Zanab bint Tajesh, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, who was the one who was the closest of them to me in status before the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. I have never seen any woman who was better in religious commitment than Zanab, more fearing of Allah, more truthful in speech, more keen to uphold family ties, more generous in giving charity, or more keen to draw close to Allah. But she was quick to lose her temper, although she would calm down as quickly. She asked permission to enter upon the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was with Aisha beneath her cover, as he was when Fatima had come in. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave her permission, and she said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, your wives have sent me to you to ask you to be just with regard to the daughter of Abu Kuhafa. Then she showed harshness towards me and insulted me, 
and I was watching the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, to see if he would allow me to respond. This went on until I realized that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, would not object if I responded. When I started responding, I answered back to everything that she had said, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Smiling, she is the daughter of Abu Bakr. A similar report as Hadith number 6290 was narrated from Az-Zuhri with this chain of narrators, except that he said, Aisha said, When I started responding, I defeated her in argument. It was narrated that Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, during his fatal illness, used to check and ask, Where will I be today? Where will I be tomorrow? Hoping that the turn of Aisha was close. When it was my day, Allah took his soul when he was between my neck and my chest. It was narrated from Aisha that she heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, saying, before he died, when he was leaning on her chest, O Allah, forgive me and have mercy on me, and join me to the higher companionship. A similar report, a hadith number 6293, was narrated from Hisham, with this chain of narrators. It was narrated that Aisha said, I used to hear that no prophet ever died until he had been given the choice between this world and the hereafter. I heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, during the sickness of which he died, saying with some gruffness in his voice, In the company of those on whom Allah has bestowed his grace, of the Prophets, the Siddiqeen, the martyrs, and the righteous, and how excellent these companions are. Quran, Surah An Nisa, chapter 4, verse 69. She said, and I thought that he had been given the choice at that point. A similar report as Hadith number 6295 was narrated from Sa'ad with this chain of narrators. Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to say when he was healthy, No Prophet ever dies until he has been shown his place in paradise. Then he is given the choice. Aisha said, when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was about to die and his head was on my thigh, he lost consciousness for a while, then he woke up, and his eyes were staring fixedly at the ceiling. Then he said, O oh Allah, the higher companionship. Aisha said, I said, then he is not going to choose us. Aisha said, I remembered the hadith that he used to say when he was healthy. No prophet ever dies until he has been shown his place in paradise. Then he is given the choice. Aisha said, That was the last word that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O Allah, the higher companionship. It was narrated that Aisha said, When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, went out on a journey, he would draw lots between his wives. The lot fell to Aisha and Hafsa, and they both went out with him. When night came, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, would travel with Aisha, talking with her. Hafsa said to Aisha, why don't you ride my camel tonight, and I will ride your camel, and you will see, and I will see. She said yes. So Aisha rode Hafsa's camel, and Hafsa rode Aisha's camel. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came to the camel of Aisha, which Hafsa was riding, and he greeted her with salam, and traveled with her, until they halted. Aisha missed him and felt jealous. So when they halted, she started putting her foot in the grass and saying, O Lord, let a scorpion or snake come and sting or bite me. He is your messenger, and I cannot say anything to him. Footnote Ibn Hajar, Hadith number 5211, explained that Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, conceded due to Hafsa's longing to be able to see what she had not been able to see. 
and that this may be because they were not riding next to each other, but each of them were in a certain location as is customary in a camel train, and that the meaning of what would be seen could be the tracks of his camel. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, I heard the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him say, The superiority of Aisha to other women is like the superiority of Tarid to other kinds of food. A similar report as Hadith number 6299 was narrated from Anas, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated from Aisha that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said to her, Jibril conveys greetings of salam to you. She said, I said, and upon him be peace and the mercy of Allah. Aisha narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to her, a similar Hadith as number 6301. A similar report as number 6301 was narrated from Zakaria with this chain of narrators. It was narrated that Aisha, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O Aisha, this is Jibreel, conveying greetings of salam to you. She said, I said, and upon him be peace and the mercy of Allah. She said, He could see what I could not. Chapter on the Hadith of Umm Zarah It was narrated that Aisha said, Eleven women sat together and promised one another that they would not conceal anything about their husbands. The first one said, My husband is like the meat of a lean camel placed at the top of a hill that is difficult to climb, and the meat is not so good that one feels the urge to take it away from that hilltop. The second one said, I will not talk about my husband because I fear that if I start, I will never stop, because his faults are so many, but if I start, I will list all his faults. The third one said, My husband is tall and nothing else. If I speak, mention his faults, he will divorce me, but if I keep quiet, I will be suspended between wifely treatment and abandonment. The fourth one said, My husband is like the night of Tihama, that is very pleasant. Neither too hot, not too cold, and I have no fear for him, and we never get bored of each other. The fifth one said, My husband is like a leopard when he enters the house, and like a lion when he leaves, and he does not ask about that which he leaves in the house. The sixth one said, As for my husband, he eats so much that nothing is left, and when he drinks, he does not leave a drop. When he lies down, he wraps himself, and he does not touch me so that he might not know my sorrow. The seventh one said, My husband is impotent and foolish, suffering from all kinds of diseases, with such rough manners that he may break my head or injure my body or both. The eighth one said, My husband is as sweet as Zednab, an aromatic plant, and as soft as a rabbit. The ninth one said, My husband is from a prominent family, and is tall with heaps of ashes at his door, that is, he is very hospitable, and his house is near the meeting place. The tenth one said, My husband is Malik. And how fine is Malik? Malik is better than that. He has many camels, more than the pastures he has for them. When they hear the sound of the mizhar, they become sure that they are going to be slaughtered. The eleventh one said, My husband is Abu Zar. And how fine Abu Zar is? He has put heavy jewelry on my ears and covered my sinews and bones with fat by supplying plentiful food and he showed me great respect which made me feel honored. He found me among the shepherds living on the side of the mountain, and he made me one of those who have horses, camels, lands, and heaps of grain, and he has a great deal of wealth. If I say something, he never criticizes me, 
I sleep and get up in the morning, and drink to my heart's content. And the mother of Abu Zar, how fine is the mother of Abu Zar! Her vessels are filled to the brim, and her house is quite spacious. As for the son of Abu Zar, he is as slim as a green branch of palm peeled from its bark, or like a sword drawn from its sheath, and the foreleg of a lamb is enough to fill him. As for the daughter of Abu Zar, how fine is the daughter of Abu Zar! She is obedient to her father, and obedient to her mother, filling out her cloak, and a source of jealousy for her co-wife. As for the slave girl of Abu Zar, how good she is! She does not disclose our affairs to others, and she does not take our squander wheat or provision, and she does not leave garbage scattered in the house like a bird's nest. One day, Abu Zar went out when the milk churned in the vessels, and he met a woman who had two sons like leopards playing with her pomegranates, breasts under her shirt. He divorced me and married that woman. Later on, I married another man, a generous man who was an expert rider and a fine archer. He gave me many gifts and a pair of every kind of animal, and he said, Eat, Umezar, and send food to your family. But if I were to combine everything, it would not fill the smallest vessel of Abu Zar. Aisha said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me, I am to you like Abu Zar to Ummizar. Footnote Mizhar, a piece of wood which is beaten while singing. It was narrated from Hisham bin Urwa with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6305. Chapter on The Virtues of Fatima. May Allah be pleased with her, the daughter of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Al-Misfar bin Makrama narrated that he heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say on the mimbar, Banu Hisham bin Al-Mughira asked me for permission to give their daughter in marriage to Ali bin Abi Talib, but I will not give them permission, and I will not give them permission, and I will not give them permission, unless the son of Abu Talib would like to divorce my daughter and marry their daughter. My daughter is a part of me. What disturbs her, disturbs me, and what offends her, offends me. It was narrated that Al-Miswar bin Makhrama said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Fatima is a part of me, what offends her, offends me. Ali bin Al-Husayn narrated that when they came to Al-Madinah from Yazid bin Muawiyah, after the killing of Al-Husayn bin Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, he was met by Al-Miswar bin Makhrama, who said to him, Do you have anything you want me to do? He said, I said to him, No. He said to him, Will you give me the sword of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? For I fear that the people may wrest it from you. By Allah, if you give it to me, I will never give it up so long as there is still life in me. Ali bin Abi Talib proposed marriage to the daughter of Abu Jahl to be a co-wife to Fatima. And I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, addressing the people concerning that on this mimbar of his and I was an adolescent at that time. He said, Fatima is part of me, and I fear lest she be put to trial with regard to her religious commitment. Then he mentioned a son-in-law of his from Banu Abd Shams and praised his behavior as a son-in-law. He said, When he spoke to me, he told the truth. When he made me a promise, he kept it, and I do not say that any permissible thing is forbidden or that any forbidden thing is permitted, but by Allah. The daughter of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and the daughter of the enemy of Allah, will never be joined together in one place. Al-Misfar bin Makhrama narrated that Ali bin Abi Talib proposed to the daughter of Abu Jahl, and he was already married to Fatima, the daughter of the Prophet, peace be upon him. 
When Fatima heard of that, she came to the Prophet peace be upon him and said to him, Your people are saying that you do not get angry for the sake of your daughters, and Ali is going to marry the daughter of Abu Jahl. Al-Miswar said, The Prophet peace be upon him stood up, and I heard him when he bore witness, that is, proclaimed the Shahada. I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped but Allah. Then he said, I gave a daughter of mine in marriage to Abul As bin al-Rabi'ah, and when he spoke, he told me the truth. Fatima bint Muhammad is a part of me, and I do not like for her to be put to trial. By Allah, the daughter of the Messenger of Allah and the daughter of the enemy of Allah will not be joined together as wives of one man. So Ali abandoned that proposal. A similar report as number 6310 was narrated by Azori with this chain of narrators. It was narrated from Aisha that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, called Fatima, his daughter, and whispered to her, and she wept. Then he whispered to her again, and she smiled. Aisha said, I said to Fatima, What is it that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, whispered to you, and you wept? Then he whispered to you, and you smiled? She said, He whispered to me and told me of his death, so I wept. Then he whispered to me and told me that I would be the first one of his family to follow him so I smiled. It was narrated that Aisha said, The wives of the Prophet peace be upon him were with him, and not one of them was absent. Fatima came walking, and her manner of walking was exactly like that of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. When he saw her, he welcomed her and said, Welcome to my daughter. Then he seated her on his right or his left. He whispered to her, and she wept bitterly. And when he saw that she was so upset, he whispered to her again, and she smiled. I said to her, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, singled you out from among his women folk to whisper to, then you wept. When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, left, I asked her, What did the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say to you? She said, I will not disclose the secret of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died, I said, I adjure you by the right I have over you. Tell me what the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to you. She said, Now, yes, I will tell you. When he, peace be upon him, whispered to me the first time, he told me that Jibril used to review the Qur'an once or twice every year, but now he reviewed it twice, and I think that my death is near. So fear Allah and be patient, and I will be a fitting forerunner for you. She said, So I wept, as you saw. When he saw my grief, he whispered to me a second time and said, O oh, Fatima, does it not please you to be the leader of the believing women or the leader of the women of this ummah? She said, So I smiled as you saw me. It was narrated that Aisha said, The wives of the Prophet, peace be upon him, gathered, and not one of them was absent. Then Fatima came, and her manner of walking was like that of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He said, Welcome to my daughter and seated her to his right or his left. Then he whispered something to her, and Fatima, may Allah be pleased with her, wept. Then he whispered to her, and she smiled. I said to her, What made you weep? She said, I will not disclose the secret of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. I said, I have never seen grief and joy so close as today. I said to her when she wept, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, singled you out to say something to, and you wept and I asked her what he had said. She said, I will not disclose the secret of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Then when he died, I asked her and she said, 
He, peace be upon him, told me, Jibreel used to review the Qur'an once every year, but this year he reviewed it with me twice, and I realized that my death has drawn near. And you will be the first of my family to follow me, and I will be a fitting forerunner for you. So I wept at that. Then he whispered to me and said, Does it not please you to be the leader of the believing women, or the leader of the women of this ummah? So I smiled at that. Chapter on the Virtues of Umm Salama, the Mother of the Believers. May Allah be pleased with her. It was narrated that Salman said, Do not be, if you can, the first one to enter the marketplace and the last one to leave it, for it is the battleground of the shaitan, where he sets up his banner. He said, And I was told that Jibreel, may Allah be pleased with him, came to the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, when Umm Salama was with him. And he spoke with him, then he left. The Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Umm Salama, Who was this? She said, This was Dihya al-Kalbi. He said, and Umm Salama said, By Allah, I did not think it was anyone other than he, until I heard the khutbah of the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, in which he conveyed some information, or words to that effect. He said, I said to Abu Uthman, From whom did you hear this? He said, From Usama bin Zaid. Chapter on the Virtues of Zainab, the Mother of the Believers. May Allah be pleased with her. It was narrated that Aisha, the Mother of the Believers, said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The quickest of you to join me after I die will be the one with the longest hands. She said, They started to measure one another, to see who had the longest hands. She said, But the one who had the longest hands was Zainab, because she used to work with her hands and give charity. Chapter on the Virtues of Umm Ayman. May Allah be pleased with her. It was narrated that Anas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, went to Umm Ayman, and we went with him. She gave him a vessel in which was some drink, and I do not know whether he refused it because he was fasting or because he did not want it, and she raised her voice to him and started grumbling. It was narrated that Anas said, Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, said to Umar, after the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, died. Let us go to Umm Ayman and visit her, as the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, used to visit her. When they came to her, she wept, and they said to her, Why are you weeping? What is with Allah is better for his Messenger, peace be upon him. She said, I am not weeping because I do not know that what is with Allah is better for his Messenger, peace be upon him. Rather, I am weeping because the revelation from heaven has ceased. She moved them to tears, and they started to weep with her. Chapter on the Virtues of Umm Sulaim, the mother of Anas bin Malik, and Bilal, may Allah be pleased with them both. It was narrated that Anas said, The Prophet, peace be upon him, would not enter upon any women other than his wives except Umm Sulaim. He used to enter upon her, and he was asked about that. He said, I feel compassion for her, because her brother was killed when he was with me. It was narrated from Anas that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I entered paradise and heard footsteps. I said, Who is this? They said, This is Al-Ghumaysa bint Milhan, the mother of Anas bin Malik. It was narrated from Jabir bin Abdullah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I was shown paradise, and I saw the wife of Abu Talha. Then I heard footsteps ahead of me, and there was Bilal. 
Chapter on the Virtues of Abu Talha al-Ansari. May Allah be pleased with him. It was narrated that Anas said, A son of Abu Talha from Umm Sulaim died, and she said to her family, Do not tell Abu Talha about his son until I tell him. He came, and she brought him his dinner, and he ate and drank. Then she adorned herself for him more beautifully than she had ever done before that, and he had intercourse with her. When she saw that he was satisfied, she said, O Abu Talha, do you think that if some people lent something to a household and they asked for it back, do they have the right to refuse? He said, No. She said, Seek reward for the loss of your son. He got angry and said, You left me until I indulged myself and then you told me about my son? He went to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and told him what had happened. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, May Allah bless you both in the night you spent. She became pregnant. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was on a journey, and she was with him. Whenever the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, returned from a journey, he did not enter the city at night. They drew close to Al-Madinah, and she felt the pangs of childbirth. Abu Talha stayed with her, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, went on ahead. Abu Talha said, You know, O Lord, that I love to go out with your Messenger when he goes out, and come in with him when he comes in, but I have been detained, as you see. Umm Sulaim said, O Abu Talha, I do not feel what I was feeling. Let's go. So they set off. Then she felt the labor pains again when they arrived, and she gave birth to a boy. My mother said to me, O Anas, no one should breastfeed him until you take him in the morning to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. The next morning I carried him and brought him to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and I came to him when he was holding a branding iron. When he saw me, he said, Perhaps Umm Sulaim has given birth? He said, Yes. He put down the branding iron, and I brought the baby and put him in his lap. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, called for some ajwa dates of Al-Madinah and softened them in his mouth, then placed some in the mouth of the child, and the child started to smack his lips. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, See how the Ansar love dates, and he wiped his face and named him Abdullah. Anas bin Malik said, a son of Abu Talha died, and he narrated a similar hadith as number 6322. Chapter on the Virtues of Bilal May Allah be pleased with him. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Bilal at the time of the Ghada, Fajr prayer, O Bilal, tell me of an action that you did in Islam, for which you most hope to earn reward. For last night I heard the sound of your sandals in front of me in paradise. Bilal said, I have not done any action in Islam for which I hope to earn reward more than the fact that I do not purify myself fully, that is, perform wudu, at some time of the night or day, except that I pray as much as Allah wills I should pray with that purification. Chapter on the Virtues of Abdullah bin Masood and his mother. May Allah be pleased with them both. It was narrated that Abdullah said, When this verse was revealed, those who believe and do righteous good deeds, there is no sin on them for what they ate in the past. If they fear Allah by keeping away from His forbidden things and believe and do righteous good deeds and again fear Allah and believe and once again fear Allah and do good deeds with ihsan, perfection, and Allah loves the good doers. Quran, Surah Al-Ma'idah Chapter 5, verse 93 The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me, It was said to me that you are one of them. 
It was narrated that Abu Musa said, My brother and I came from Yemen, and for a while we thought that Ibn Masud and his mother were among the members of the household of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, because they often entered upon him and stayed with him for a long time. Abu Musa said, My brother and I came from Yemen, a similar report, a hadith number 6326. It was narrated that Abu Musa said, I came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and I thought that Abdullah was a member of his household, or words to that effect. Abu al-Ahbas said, I saw Abu Musa and Abu Masood when Ibn Masood died. One of them said to the other, Do you think he has left behind anyone like him? He said, You said it rightly. How often was he admitted when we were not, and how often was he present when we were absent? It was narrated that Abu al-Ahbas said, We were in the house of Abu Musa with a number of the companions of Abdullah, and they were looking at a mushaf. Abdullah stood up and Abu Masood said, I do not think that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, has left behind anyone who is more knowledgeable of that which Allah has revealed than this one who is standing up. Abu Musa said, Exactly. He was present when we were absent, and he was admitted when we were not. It was narrated that Zad bin Wahb said, I was sitting with Hudhafa and Abu Musa, and he quoted the hadith, but the hadith of Qutbah, as number 6330, is more complete and longer. It was narrated that Abdullah said, Whosoever deceives his companions as regards the spoils of war, he shall bring forth on the day of resurrection that which he took illegally. Quran, Surah Al-Imran, Chapter 3, Verse 161 According to whose recitation do you want me to recite? I recited seventy-odd surah to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And the companions of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, know that I am the most knowledgeable of them of the Book of Allah. If I knew that someone was more knowledgeable than myself, I would travel and go to him. Shakik said, I sat in the circles of the companions of Muhammad, peace be upon him, and I never heard anyone refute him or criticize him. It was narrated that Abdullah said, By the one besides whom there is none worthy of worship, there is no surah in the Book of Allah, but I know best where it was revealed, and there is no verse but I know best concerning what is was revealed. If I knew that someone was more knowledgeable of the Book of Allah than myself, and I could reach him by camel, I would ride to where he is. It was narrated that Masruq said, We used to come to Abdullah bin Amr and talk to him. Ibn Umar said, with him, and one day we mentioned Abdullah bin Masood. He said, You have mentioned a man whom I still love after something that I heard from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Learn the Qur'an from four, from Ibn Umi Abd, and he started with him, Mu'adh bin Jabal, Ubay bin Kaab, and Salim, the freed slave of Abu Hudayfa. It was narrated that Masruq said, we were with Abdullah bin Amr and we mentioned a hadith from Abdullah bin Masood. He said, That is a man whom I still love after something that I heard the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him say. I heard him say, Learn the Qur'an from four people, from Ibn Umm Abd, and he started with him, from Ubay bin Kaab, from Salim, the freed slave of Abu Hudayfa, and from Wa'ad bin Jabal. It was narrated from Abu Muawiyah, a hadith similar to number 6335, but he mentioned Muadh before Ubay. In the report of Abu Qurayb, Ubay is mentioned before Muadh. 
It was narrated from Al-Amash, a hadith similar to number 6,335, with this chain of narrators, but he mentioned the four names in a different order. It was narrated that Masruq said, They mentioned Ibn Masud in the presence of Abdullah bin Amr, and he said, That is a man whom I still love, after what I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say. Learn Qur'an from four people, from Ibn Masud, Salim, the freed slave of Abu Hudayfa, Ubay bin Kaab, and Muad bin Jabal. Shoba narrated with this chain of narrators a hadith similar to number 6338 and added, He started with these two, but I do not know with which of them he started. Chapter on the virtues of Ubay bin Kaab and a group of Al-Ansar, may Allah be pleased with them. Anas said, Four people collected the Qur'an at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, all of whom were from among the Ansar, Muath bin Jabal, Ubay bin Kaab, Zad bin Thabit, and Abu Zaid. Qadada said, I said to Anas, Who is Abu Zaid? He said, One of my paternal uncles. Qatada said, I said to Anas bin Malik, Who collected the Qur'an at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? He said, Four people all of them from among the Ansar, Ubay bin Kaab, Muad bin Jabal, Zad bin Thabit, and a man from among the Ansar who was known as Abu Zaid. It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Ubay, Allah, glorified and exalted is he, has commanded me to recite to you. He said, Did Allah mention me by name to you? He, peace be upon him, said, Allah mentioned you by name to me. Upon hearing this, Ubay started to weep. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Ubay bin Kaab, Allah has commanded me to recite to you, Those who disbelieve from among the people of the Scripture, Jews and Christians and idolaters, were not going to leave their disbelief until there came to them clear evidence. Quran, Surah Al-Bayyinah, Chapter 98, Verse 1 He said, Did he mention me by name? He, peace be upon him, said, Yes, and he, Ubay, wept. It was narrated that Qatada said, I heard Anas say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to Ubay, a similar report as Hadith number 6343. Chapter on the Virtues of Sa'ad bin Mu'ad. May Allah be pleased with him. Jabir bin Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, when the janazah of Sa'ad bin Mu'ad was in front of them, the throne of the Most Merciful shook at his death. It was narrated that Jabir said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The throne of the Most Merciful shook at the death of Sa'ad bin Mu'ad. Anas bin Malik narrated that the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, said, When Sa'ad's janazah was put down, the throne of the Most Merciful shook at his death. Al-Bara' said, a hula made of silk was given to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and his companions started touching it and admiring its softness. He said, Do you admire the softness of this? The handkerchiefs of Sa'ad bin Mu'ad in paradise are better than this and softer. A similar report, a hadith number 6348, was narrated from Anas from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Shoba narrated this hadith with both chain of narrators, a report like that of Abu Daud, number 6349. Anas bin Malik narrated that a jubba of Sundas was given to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, after silk had been forbidden. The people started admiring it, and he, peace be upon him, said, 
by the one in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad, peace be upon him. The handkerchiefs of Sa'ad bin Mu'adh in paradise are better than this. It was narrated from Anas that Uqadir Duma al-Jandal presented the Prophet, peace be upon him, Ahullah, and he mentioned a similar report as Hadith number 6351, but he did not say after silk had been forbidden. Chapter on the virtues of Abu Dujana Simak bin Kharasha, may Allah be pleased with him. It was narrated from Anas that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, picked up a sword on the day of Uhud and said, Who will take this from me? They stretched out their hands, each man among them saying, I will. He said, Who will take it and give it its due? The people withdrew their hands. But Simak bin Kharasha Abu Dujana said, I will take it and give it its due. He said, and he took it and split open the heads of the idolaters with it. Chapter on the virtues of Abdullah bin Amr bin Haram, the father of Jabir. May Allah be pleased with them both. Jabir bin Abdullah said, On the day of Uhud, my father was brought, covered with a cloth, and he had been mutilated. I wanted to lift the cloth, but my people told me not to. Then again, I wanted to lift the cloth, but my people told me not to. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, lifted it, or ordered that it be lifted, and I heard the voice of a woman weeping or screaming. He said, Who is this? They said, The daughter of Amr, or the sister of Amr. He said, Why is she weeping? The angels continued to shade him with their wings until he was lifted up. It was narrated that Jabir bin Abdullah said, My father was killed on the day of Uhud, and I started to lift the cloth from his face, and I was weeping. And they started telling me not to do that. But the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not tell me not to do it. Fatima bint Amr began to weep, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Weep for him or do not weep for him. The angels continued to shade him with their wings until you lifted him up. This hadith was narrated from Jabir, a hadith similar to number 6355, except that Ibn Juraj, a narrator, did not mention in his hadith the angels and the weeping of the woman. It was narrated that Jabir said, My father was brought on the day of Uhud with his ears and nose cut off, and he was placed in front of the Prophet, peace be upon him and he mentioned a similar hadith as number 6,355. Chapter on the Virtues of Julebib. May Allah be pleased with him. It was narrated from Abu Barza that the Prophet, peace be upon him, was on one of his campaigns, and Allah granted him fa'a. He said to his companions, Is anyone missing? They said, Yes, so-and-so, and so-and-so, and so-and-so. Then he said, Is anyone missing? They said, yes, so-and-so, and so-and-so, and so-and-so. So so. Then he said, is anyone missing? They said, no. He said, but I am missing Julebib. Go and look for him. They looked for him among the slain, and they found him beside seven men whom he had killed, and they had killed him. The Prophet, peace be upon him, came and stood over him and said, he killed seven, then they killed him. He belongs to me, and I belong to him. He belongs to me, and I belong to him. He carried him in his arms, and he had nothing but the arms of the Prophet, peace be upon him. A grave was dug for him, and he was placed in his grave, and no mention was made of Ghusl. Chapter on the Virtues of Abu Dhar. May Allah be pleased with him. It was narrated from Abdullah bin As-Samith that Abu Dhar said, We set out from our people Ghifar, who used to regard the sacred months as permissible for fighting. 
I set out with my brother Unes and our mother, and we stayed with a maternal uncle of ours. Our uncle honored us and treated us kindly, but his people felt jealous of us, and they said, When you are away from your wife, Unes comes into your house, that is, an accusation of adultery. Our uncle came and told us of what had been said to him. I said, As for your past kindness, you have undone it, and we cannot stay with you after this. We went to our camels and loaded them up, and our uncle covered himself with his garment and started weeping. We set out and halted at Mecca. Unais made a wager that a herd of camels was better than another similar herd, and they went to a soothsayer who confirmed that the herd of Unais was better, and Unais came to us with our camels and the other herd. He, Abu Dhar, said, I started to perform prayers. O son of my brother, three years before I met the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. I said, To whom? He said, To Allah. I said, What direction did you face? He said, I faced where my Lord directed me to. I used to pray at night until the end of the night, then I fell down in exhaustion like a piece of cloth until the sun rose over me. So Unas said, I have an errand in Mecca. Stay here. He went to Mecca and he came back late. I said, What did you do? He said, I met a man in Mecca who follows your religion. He says that Allah has sent him. I said, What do the people say? He said, They say that he is a poet or a soothsayer or a magician. And Unas was one of the poets. Unas said, I have heard the words of the soothsayers and he is not a soothsayer. I compared his words to the words of poetry and no one after me can say that he is a poet. By Allah, he is telling the truth and they are lying. I said, Stay here while I go and look. He said, I came to Mecca and looked for an insignificant man among them. I said, Where is this man whom you call a Sabir? He pointed at me and said, The Sabir, the people of the valley attacked me with clods of earth and bones until I fell unconscious. I got up whenever I recovered and it was as if I was a red idol. I went to Zemzem and washed the blood from myself and I drank some of its water. O son of my brother, I stayed there for thirty between nights and days, and I had no food but the water of Zamzam, but I grew so fat that I got folds on my stomach, and I did not feel any hunger in my stomach. While the people of Mecca were sleeping deeply one moonlit night, no one was circumambulating the Kaaba except two of their women, who were calling upon Isaf and Naila, two of their idols. They came to me during their circumambulation, and I said, Marry one of them to the other, but they did not stop what they were saying. They came to me again and I said, They're just pieces of wood like private parts, and I could not use a metaphor. They turned away from me saying, If any of our people were here, they would teach you a lesson. They were met by the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and Abu Bakr as they were coming down the hill, and he said, What is the matter with you? They, the two women said, The Sabir, between the Kaaba and its cover. He said, what did he say to you? They said, He said to us a word that we cannot repeat. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came and touched the black stone. Then he circumambulated the Kaaba, he and his companion. Then he prayed. When he had finished his prayer, Abu Dhar said, I was the first one to greet him with the greeting of Islam. I said, Assalamu alaika ya Rasulullah. Peace be upon you, O Messenger of Allah. Peace be upon him. He said, Wa alayka wa rahmatullah, and upon you and the mercy of Allah. Then he said, Who are you? I said, I am from Ghifar. 
He lifted his hand and placed his fingers on his forehead, and I said to myself, He does not like the fact that I am from Ghifar. I wanted to take his hand, but his companion stopped me, and he knew him better than I did. Then he raised his head and said, How long have you been here? I said, I have been here for thirty, between night and day. He said, Who has been feeding you? I said, I had no food except the water of Zamzam, and I have grown so fat that I have folds on my stomach, and I did not feel any hunger. He said, It is blessed. It serves as food. Abu Bakr said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, give me permission to offer him food tonight. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and Abu Bakr set off, and I went with them. Abu Bakr opened a door and brought us raisins of at-taif, and that was the first food I ate. I stayed for a while, then I came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he said, I have been shown a land that has palm trees, and I do not think that it is any other than Yathrib. Will you convey a message from me to your people? Perhaps Allah will benefit them through you, and grant you reward through them. I came to Unas and he said, What did you do? I said, What I did is become Muslim, and attest to the truth. He said, I have no aversion to your religion. I have also become Muslim, and attested to the truth. We went to our mother and she said, I have no aversion to your religion. I have also become Muslim, and attested to the truth. We went to our people, Ghifar, and half of them became Muslim, and they were led in prayer by Aima bin Rahada al-Ghifari, who was their chief. The other half of them said, When the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, comes to Al-Madina, we will become Muslim. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came to Al-Madina, and the other half became Muslim. The tribe of Aslam came and said, O Messenger of Allah, our brothers, we become Muslim on the same basis that they became Muslim. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, May Allah forgive, Ghafara, Ghafar, and may Allah keep Aslam safe and sound. Salama. Footnote. Asabia, the one who changed his religion. Humad bin Hilal narrated it with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6359, and after the words, Stay here while I go and look, he added, He said, Yes, but be on your guard against the people of Mecca, for they are his enemies and are hostile towards him. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Asamit said, Abu Dhar said, O son of my brother, I prayed for two years before the Prophet, peace be upon him, was sent. I said, which direction did you face? He said, I faced where my Lord directed me to. And he narrated a hadith like that of Suleiman bin al-Mughira, number 6360. And he said in the hadith, They went to a man who was a soothsayer to judge between them about the wager. He said, And my brother Unas kept praising him until he declared him the winner. He said, And we took his camels and added them to our camels. He also said in his hadith, the Prophet, peace be upon him, came and circumambulated the house and prayed two rakah behind the maqam. He said, I came to him and I was the first one to greet him with the greeting of Islam. I said, Assalamu alaikum ya Rasulullah, peace be upon you, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He said, Wa alaikum salam, and peace be upon you too, who are you? In his hadith it also says, then he said, How long have you been here? I said, For fifteen days. And it says, Abu Bakr said, Let him be my guest tonight. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, When Abu Dhar heard that the Prophet, peace be upon him, had been sent as the Messenger of Allah in Mecca, 
he said to his brother, Ride to this valley and find out for me about this man who claims to bring news from heaven, and listen to what he says, then come to me. So the other man set out and came to Mecca, where he listened to what he said, then he came back to Abu Dhar and said, I have seen him enjoining good morals and saying words that are not poetry. He said, You have not told me enough. So he took provisions and a skin full of water and went to Mecca. He came to the masjid and looked for the Prophet, peace be upon him, but he did not know what he looked like, and he did not want to ask about him. Then, when night came, he laid down to sleep. Ali saw him and realized that he was a stranger. When he saw him, he followed him, and neither of them asked the other about anything until morning came. Then he took his water skin and provisions to the masjid and stayed there all day, but he did not see the Prophet, peace be upon him, until evening came. Then he went back to the place where he slept, and Ali passed by him and said, This man has not been able to find a place to stay. He made him get up and took him with him, and neither of them asked the other about anything. On the third day, the same thing happened. Ali made him get up and go with him, and he said, Will you not tell me what has brought you to this land? He said, If you give me a solemn promise that you will guide me aright, I will do that. He did so, and he told him. He said, It is true. He is the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. In the morning, follow me, and if I see anything that makes me fear for you, I will stand as if I am passing water. But if I move on, then follow me until I enter some house. He did that, and he followed in his footsteps until he entered upon the Prophet, peace be upon him. And he entered with him, and listened to his words, and he embraced Islam on the spot. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said to him, Go back to your people and inform them until my command comes to you. He said, By Allah, I will shout it out loud among them. He went out to the masjid and called out at the top of his voice, I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad, peace be upon him, is the messenger of Allah. The people attacked him and beat him until they made him fall down. Al-Abbas came and leaned over him and said, Woe to you! Do you not know that he is from Ghafar and your trade routes to Asham pass through their land? And he rescued him from them. The next day he did the same thing, and they attacked him and beat him, and Al-Abbas leaned over him and rescued him. Chapter on the Virtues of Jarir bin Abdullah May Allah be pleased with him. It was narrated that Bayan said, I heard Qas bin Abi Hazim say, Jarir bin Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, never refused me permission to enter since I became Muslim, and he never looked at me without a smile. It was narrated that Jarir said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, never refused me permission to enter since I became Muslim, and he never looked at me without a smile on his face. Ibn Numad added in his hadith from Ibn Idris, I complained to him that I could not sit firmly on a horse, and he struck me on the chest with his hand and said, O oh Allah, make him sit firmly, and make him steadfast and rightly guided. It was narrated that Jarir said, During the Jahliya, there was a house, temple, called Dhul Kalasa, which was known as the Yemeni Kaaba and the Shami Kaaba. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Will you rid me of Dhul Khalasa and the Yemeni Kaaba and the Shami? I went to it with 150 men of Ahmas, and we broke it and killed those whom we found there. I came to him and told him, 
and he prayed for us and for Amas. It was narrated from Qas bin Abi Hazim that Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me, O Jarir, will you not rid me of Dhul Kalasa, a house belonging to Katham that was called the Yemeni Kaaba? I went to it with 150 horsemen of Amas. It used to be that I could not sit firmly on a horse, and I mentioned that to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He struck me on the chest with his hand and said, O Allah, make him sit firmly, and make him steadfast and rightly guided. He, Qas, said, He went out and burned it with fire. Then Jarir sent a man who was known as Abu Artha, who was one of us, to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, to tell him the good news. He said, I did not come to you until we left it like a scabby camel. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, invoked blessings upon the horses and men of Amas five times. Footnote That is, Gas, he emigrated to the Prophet, peace be upon him, but the Prophet, peace be upon him, died before he reached Al-Madina. It was narrated from Ismail with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6366. In the hadith of Marwan, it said, The Messenger of Jarir, Abu Artha, Hussein bin Rabia, came and gave the good news to the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on the Virtues of Abdullah bin Abbas, may Allah be pleased with him. It was narrated from Ibn Abbas that the Prophet, peace be upon him, went to relieve himself, and I put out water for him to perform wudu. When he came back, he said, Who put this here? According to the report of Zuhair, they said, And according to the report of Abu Bakr, I said, Ibn Abbas. He said, O Allah, grant him deep understanding of the faith. Chapter on the Virtues of Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with them. It was narrated from Nafi' that Ibn Umar said, I saw in a dream as if I had a piece of istabrak in my hand, and there was no place I wanted to go to in paradise, but it flew with me to it. I told Hafsa about it, and Hafsa told the Prophet, peace be upon him, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, I think that Abdullah is a righteous man. It was narrated from Salim that Ibn Umar said, During the lifetime of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, if a man saw a dream, he would tell it to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. I wished that I could see a dream and tell it to the Prophet, peace be upon him. I was young and unmarried, and I used to sleep in the masjid at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. I saw myself in a dream as if two angels took hold of me and brought me to the fire, and it was built like a well, and it had two poles like the poles of a well. In it were some people whom I recognized, and I started saying, I seek refuge with Allah from the fire. I seek refuge with Allah from the fire. I seek refuge with Allah from the fire. They were joined by another angel who said to me, Do not fear. I told this to Hafsa, and Hafsa told it to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, What a good man Abdullah is, if only he prayed at night. Salim said, After that, Abdullah only slept a little at night. It was narrated from Nafi' that Ibn Umar said, I used to stay in the masjid at night, and I did not have any family. I saw in a dream as if I was taken to a well and he narrated from the Prophet, peace be upon him, a hadith like that of Az-Zuhri, from Salim, number 6370, from his father. Chapter on the Virtues of Anas bin Malik May Allah be pleased with him. 
It was narrated from Anas, from Umm Sulaim, that she said, O Messenger of Allah, here is your servant Anas. Pray to Allah for him. He said, O Allah, increase his wealth in his offspring and bless him in what you give to him. It was narrated from Katada. I heard Anas say, Umm Sulaim said, O Messenger of Allah, here is your servant Anas. A similar report as Hadith number 6372. It was narrated that Hisham bin Zad said, I heard Anas bin Malik say a similar report as Hadith number 6372. It was narrated that Anas said, The Prophet peace be upon him entered upon us, and there was no one there but myself, my mother, and Umm Haram, who was my maternal aunt. My mother said, O Messenger of Allah, here is your little servant. Pray to Allah for him. He prayed for all goodness for me, and at the end of his supplication he said, O Allah, increase his wealth and his offspring and bless them for him. Anas said, My mother, Umm Anas, brought me to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and she had made me an izar out of half of her head cover and had made the other half into a rida. She said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, this is Unas, my son. I have brought him to you to serve you, so pray to Allah for him. He said, O Allah, increase his wealth and offspring. Anas said, By Allah, my wealth is great, and today my children and my children's children are now more than one hundred in number. Anas bin Malik said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, passed by and my mother Umm Sulaim heard his voice. She said, May my father and mother be sacrificed for you, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. This is Unas. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed for three things for me. I have seen two of them in this world, and I hope for the third in the hereafter. It was narrated that Anas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, came to me when I was playing with some other boys. He greeted us with salam and sent me on an errand, and I was late in coming back to my mother. When I came, she said, What kept you? I said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent me on an errand. She said, What errand? I said, It is a secret. She said, Do not tell the secret of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, to anyone. Anas said, By Allah, if I were to have told it to anyone, I would have told it to you, O Thabit. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, The Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, told me a secret, and I have not told it to anyone since. Umm Salam asked me about it, but I did not tell her. Chapter on the Virtues of Abdullah bin Salam, may Allah be pleased with him. It was narrated that Amir bin Sa'ad said, I heard my father say, I did not hear the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say to any living person that he would be in paradise apart from Abdullah bin Salam. It was narrated that Qas bin Obad said, I was in Al-Madina with some people, among whom were some companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him, when a man came whose face showed signs of the fear of Allah. Some of the people said, this man is one of the people of paradise. This man is one of the people of paradise. He prayed to Rakah, making them short, then he went out. I followed him, and he entered his house, and I entered, and we spoke together. When he was at ease, I said to him, When you came in before, a man said, Such and such. He said, Subhanallah. No one should say what he does not know. He said, Shall I tell you why that is? I saw a dream at the time of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and I told him about it. I saw myself in a garden, 
and he mentioned its vastness and richness and lushness, and in the middle of the garden there was a pillar of iron. Its base was in the earth, and its top was in the sky, and at the top of it there was a handhold. It was said to me, Climb it. I said, I cannot. Then a helper came to me, and he pushed me up from behind. So I climbed until I was at the top of the pillar, and I took hold of the handhold. It was said to me, Hold it tightly. I woke up, and it was in my hand. I told the Prophet, peace be upon him, about it, and he said, That garden is Islam, and that pillar is the pillar of Islam, and that handhold is the most trustworthy handhold. You will remain a Muslim until you die, he said, and the man was Abdullah bin Salam. It was narrated that Muhammad bin Sirin said, Qas bin Ubad said, I was in a circle in which Sa'ad bin Malik and Ibn Umar were present. Abdullah bin Salam passed by and they said, This man is one of the people of paradise. I got up and said to him, They said such and such. He said, Subhanallah. They should not say what they do not know. I saw a pillar placed in the middle of a green garden, set up there. At the top of it there was a handhold, and at the bottom of it there was a helper. It was said to me, Climb up. So I climbed up until I took hold of the handhold. I told the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about it, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Abdullah will die when he is still holding on to the most trustworthy handhold. It was narrated that Kharasha bin al-Hur said, I was sitting in a circle in the masjid of Al-Madinah, and in it there was a sheikh who was of a handsome appearance. And he was Abdullah bin Salam. He started telling them good things, and when he left, the people said, Whoever would like to look at a man from among the people of paradise, let him look at this man. I said, By Allah, I shall follow him and find out where his house is. So I followed him, and he set out until he almost left Al-Madinah. Then he entered his house. I asked permission to enter, and he gave me permission. He said, What do you want, O son of my brother? I said, I heard the people saying of you when you left, Whoever would like to look at a man from among the people of paradise, let him look at this man, and I wanted to be with you. He said, Allah knows best who the people of paradise are, but I will tell you why they said that. While I was sleeping, a man came to me and said, Get up. He took me by the hand, and I went with him. I saw paths to my left, and I was about to follow them, but he said to me, Do not follow them, for they are the paths of those of the left hand. See Qur'an, Surah Al-Waqiyah, chapter 56, verse 7 to 10. Then I saw clear and straight paths on my right, and he said to me, Follow these. He brought me to a mountain, and he said to me, Climb up. But when I wanted to climb, I fell on my buttocks, and this happened several times. Then he brought me to a pillar, the head of which was in the sky, and its base was on the ground. At the top of it there was a ring. He said to me, Climb to the top of this. I said, How can I climb this when its top is in the sky? He took hold of my hand and pushed me up. Then I was hanging on to that ring. Then he struck the pillar and it fell down, but I carried on holding on to the ring until morning came. I went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and told him about that, and he said, As for the paths on your left, they are the paths of those on the left hand. As for the paths which you saw on your right, they are the paths of those on the right hand. As for the mountain, it is the status of the martyrs, which you will never attain. As for the pillar, it is the pillar of Islam. And as for the handhold, it is the handhold of Islam. And you will continue to adhere to it until you die. 
Chapter on the virtues of Hassan bin Thabit. May Allah be pleased with him. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that Omar passed by Hassan when he was reciting poetry in the masjid and he glared at him. He said, I used to recite poetry here when there was one here who was better than you. Then he turned to Abu Huraira and said, I adjure you by Allah. Did you hear the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Reply on my behalf? O Allah, support him with the Holy Spirit? He said, By Allah, yes. It was narrated from Ibn al-Musayyib that Hassan said, In a circle among whom was Abu Huraira, I adjure you by Allah, O Abu Huraira, did you hear the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? And he narrated something similar to Hadith number 6384. Abu Salama bin Abdurrahman narrated that he heard Hassan bin Thabit al-Ansari asking Abu Huraira to bear witness, saying, I adjure you by Allah, did you hear the Prophet, peace be upon him, say, O Hassan, answer on behalf of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. O Allah, support him with the Holy Spirit. Abu Huraira said, Yes. Al-Bara' bin Azib said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say to Hassan bin Thabit, Lampoon them, and Jibreel is with you. A similar report as Hadith number 6387 was narrated from Shoba with this chain of narrators. It was narrated from Hisham from his father that Hassan bin Thabit was one of those who spoke too much to Aisha. I scolded him, but she said, O son of my brother, let him be, for he used to defend the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. It was narrated from Hisham with this chain of narrators. It was narrated that Masruk said, I entered upon Aisha and Hassan bin Thabit was with her, reciting poetry to her. He said, She is chaste and prudent. She is beyond any suspicion. She rises hungry in the morning, but she does not consume the flesh of the chaste and innocent. Aisha said to him, But you are not like that. Masruk said, I said to her, Why do you give him permission to enter upon you? When Allah says, And as for him among them who had the greater share therein, his will be a great torment. Quran Surah An-Nur, chapter 24, verse 11. She said, What torment is greater than blindness? She said, He used to defend or compose satirical verse on behalf of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. It was narrated from Shaba with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar as number 6391, and he said, She said, He used to compose satire as a rebuttal on behalf of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. But he did not mention the words, she is chaste and prudent. It was narrated that Aisha said, Hassan said, O Messenger of Allah, do you give me permission to lampoon Abu Sufyan? He said, How can I, when I am related to him? He said, By the one who has honored you, I shall draw you out from among them as a hair is drawn out from dough. Then Hassan said, The pinnacle of glory belongs to the tribe of Hashim, the children of Bint de Mahzum whereas your father was a slave. This was his Qasida. Hisham bin Urwa narrated it with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6393. She said, Hassan bin Thabit asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, for permission to lampoon the idolaters, but he did not mention Abu Sufyan. It was narrated from Aisha that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Lampoon the Quraysh, for it will hurt them more than arrows. He sent word to Ibn Rawaha, saying, Lampoon them. So he lampooned them, but it was not good enough. Then he sent word to Ka'ab bin Malik. Then he sent word to Hassan bin Thabit. When he entered upon him, Hassan said, 
Now you have sent for this lion who wreaks vengeance, then waves his tail about. Then he stuck out his tongue and moved it. He said, By the one who sent you with the truth, I shall tear them with my tongue as leather is torn. The messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not be hasty. Abu Bakr is most knowledgeable about their lineage, and I share a lineage with them. Wait until he summarizes my lineage for you. Hassan went to him. Then he came back and said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, he has summarized your lineage for me. By the one who sent you with the truth, I shall draw you out from among them as a hair is drawn out of the dough. Aisha said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say to Hassan, The Holy Spirit will continue to support you so long as you are defending Allah and His Messenger. She said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, Hassan has lampooned them and has satisfied himself and others. Hassan said, You satirized Muhammad, peace be upon him, but I replied on his behalf, and there is reward with Allah for this. You satirized Muhammad, peace be upon him, virtuous, righteous, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, whose nature is sincerity. So verily my father and my mother and my honor are a protection to the honor of Muhammad, peace be upon him. May I lose my dear daughter if you don't see them, horses, stirring up the dust on the two sides of Qadar, a hill near Mecca. They, horses, pull at the reins going upwards. On their shoulders are spears thirsting for the blood of the enemy. Our steeds are galloping, our women wipe them with their mantles. If you leave us alone, we will perform Umrah, and this will be a victory. Otherwise, wait for the fighting on the day on which Allah will honor whom He pleases. And Allah said, I have sent a servant who speak the truth in which there is no ambiguity. And Allah said, I have prepared an army. They are the Ansar, whose object is fighting the enemy. There reaches every day from ma'ad, abuse or fighting or satire. Whoever satirizes the messenger, peace be upon him from among you, or praises him and helps, it is all the same. And Jibreel, the messenger of Allah, is among us, and the Holy Spirit who has no match. Chapter on the Virtues of Abu Huraira Ad-Dawsi May Allah be pleased with him. Abu Huraira said, I used to call my mother to Islam when she was an idolater. I called her one day and she said to me something about the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, that I disliked. I came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, weeping and said, O Messenger of Allah, I have been calling my mother to Islam, but she refuses. I called her today and she said to me something about you that I disliked. Pray to Allah to guide the mother of Abu Huraira, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O Allah, guide the mother of Abu Huraira. I went out feeling optimistic because of the supplication of the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him. When I came near the door, I found it closed. My mother heard my footsteps and said, Stay where you are, O Abu Huraira. I heard the sound of falling water. She performed ghusl, then she put on her chemise and quickly put on her head cover. Then she opened the door and said, O Abu Huraira, I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his slave and messenger. Peace be upon him. He said, I went back to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and I came to him, weeping with joy. I said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, be of good cheer, for Allah has answered your prayer and has guided the mother of Abu Huraira. He praised and glorified Allah and said good things. I said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, 
pray to Allah to make my mother and I beloved to his believing slaves, to make them beloved to us. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O Allah, make this slave of yours, meaning Abu Huraira and his mother, beloved to your believing slaves, and make the believers beloved to them. There is no believer created who hears of me or sees me, but he loves me. Abu Huraira said, You say that Abu Huraira narrates too many ahadith from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and our reckoning will be with Allah. I was a poor man and I served the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, in return for having enough to eat. The Muhajireen were busy with their trading in the market, and the Ansar were busy with tending to their property. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Who will spread out his garment, so that he will never forget anything that he hears from me? So I spread out my garment until he had finished speaking. Then I gathered it to me, and I have not forgotten anything that I heard from him. This hadith was narrated from Abu Huraira, a similar narration as number 6397, except that Malik, a sub-narrator, ended his hadith where the words of Abu Huraira end, and he did not mention in his hadith the words of the Prophet, peace be upon him, who will spread out his garment. It was narrated from Urwa bin Az-Zubair that Aisha said, Are you surprised that Abu Huraira came and sat beside my apartment and narrated from the Prophet, peace be upon him, so that I could hear it? But I was offering a voluntary prayer, and he left before I finished my prayer. If I had caught up with him, I would have told him, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did not speak as quickly as you do. Ibn Shihab said, Ibn al-Musayyib said, Abu Huraira said, they say that Abu Huraira narrates too much a hadith from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and the reckoning is with Allah. They say, why don't the Muhajireen and Ansar narrate as much as he does? I will tell you about that. My brothers among the Ansar were busy working the land, and my brothers among the Muhajireen were busy trading in the marketplace. But I used to stay close to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, in return for enough to eat. Hence I was present when they were absent, and I remembered when they forgot. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said one day, Who among you will spread out his cloak and listen to what I say, then gather it to his chest, that he will not forget anything that he hears? So I spread out a garment that I was wearing until he finished speaking. Then I gathered it to my chest, and after that day I did not forget anything that he told me. Were it not for two verses that Allah revealed in his book, I would never have narrated anything. Verily, those who conceal al-bayyinat, the clear proofs, evidences, and the guidance which we have sent down to the end of the two verses. Quran, Surah Al-Baqarah, Chapter 2, Verses 159 and 160. It was narrated from Az-Zuhri. Sayyid bin al-Musayyib and Abu Salama bin Abdurrahman narrated that Abu Huraira said, you say that Abu Huraira narrates too many ahadith from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. A similar hadith as number 2492. Chapter on the virtues of Hatib bin Abi Balta'ah and the people of Badr. May Allah be pleased with them. Ubadullah bin Abi Rafi, who was the scribe of Ali, said, I heard Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, say, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent us, myself, Az-Zubair and Al-Mikdad, and he said, Go to the garden of Khak, in which you will find a woman riding a camel with whom there is a letter, and take it from her. We set out with our horses galloping, and we found the woman. We said, Give us the letter. 
She said, I do not have a letter. We said, Either you give us the letter or we will remove your clothes to search for the letter. So she brought it out from her braided hair, and we brought it to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And in it was written, From Hatib bin Abi Balta'a to some of the idolaters of Mecca, telling them something about the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O Hatib, what is this? He said, Do not be hasty in judging me, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. I am a man who was attached to the Quraysh. Sufyan, a sub-narrator, said, He was an ally of theirs, but he was not one of them. And the Muhajireen with you have relatives who will protect their families. As I have no blood ties among them, I wanted to do them a favor so that they would protect my family. I did not do it out of disbelief or because I apostatized from my religion, nor because I approved of disbelief after becoming Muslim. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, He has spoken the truth. Omar said, O Messenger of Allah, let me strike the neck of this hypocrite. He, peace be upon him, said, He was present at the Battle of Badr, and you do not know. Perhaps Allah looked upon the people of Badr and said, Do what you wish, for I have forgiven you. Then Allah revealed the words, O you who believe, take not my enemies and your enemies, that is, disbelievers and polytheists, as friends. Quran, Surah Al-Mumtahina, Chapter 60, Verse 1 It was narrated that Ali said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent myself and Abu Mathad al-Ghanawi and Az-Zubair bin al-Awam, and we were all horsemen. He said, Go until you come to the garden of Khak, in which there is a woman from among the idolaters who has a letter with her from Hatib written to the idolaters. And he mentioned a hadith like that of Ubaidullah bin Abi Rafi from Ali, number 6402. It was narrated from Jabir that a slave of Hatib came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, complaining about Hatib. He said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, Hatib is going to go to hell. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, You are lying. He is not going to go to hell, for he was present at the Battle of Badr and Al-Hudabiyah. Chapter on the Virtues of the Companions of the Tree Those Who Gave Their Oath of Allegiance Bayat al-Ridwan, may Allah be pleased with them. Jabir bin Abdullah said, Umm Mubashir told me that, in the presence of Hafsa, she heard the Prophet, peace be upon him, say, None of the companions of the tree, those who swore their oath of allegiance beneath it, will enter the fire, if Allah wills. She said, Yes, they will, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. And he scolded her. Hafsa said, There is not one of you but will pass over it. Hell. Quran Surah Maryam, chapter 19, verse 71. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, But Allah says, Then we shall save those who used to fear Allah and were dutiful to Him, and we shall leave the wrongdoers therein, humbled to their knees in hell. Quran, Surah Maryam, chapter 19, verse 72. Chapter on the virtues of the two Ash'aris, Abu Musa and Abu Amir, may Allah be pleased with them. It was narrated that Abu Musa said, I was with the Prophet, peace be upon him, when he was camping in Al-Jirana, between Mecca and Al-Madinah, and Bilal was with him. A Bedouin man came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, Will you fulfill your promise to me, O Muhammad, peace be upon him? The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to him, Accept the glad tidings. The Bedouin said to him, How often you say to me, Accept the good news. 
The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, turned to Abu Musa and Bilal, looking angry and said, This one has rejected glad tidings. You too accept it. They said, We accept it, O Messenger of Allah. Peace be upon him. Then the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, called for a vessel of water, and he washed his hands and face in it, and rinsed his mouth. Then he said, Drink from it, and pour some on your faces and chests, and accept the glad tidings. Umm Salama called out to them from behind the curtain, Leave some of that which is in your vessel for your mother. So they left some of it for her. It was narrated from Abu Burda that his father said, When the Prophet, peace be upon him, had finished with the Battle of Hunan, he sent Abu Amr at the head of an army to Otas, where he met Durad bin Asima, who was killed, and Allah caused his companions to be defeated. Abu Musa said, And he sent me with Abu Amr, he said, Abu Amir was struck in the knee with an arrow by a man of Banu Jisham, and it was stuck in his knee. I came to him and said, O uncle, who struck you? Abu Amir pointed him out to Abu Musa and said, That one killed me. Do you see the one who struck me? Abu Musa said, I went to him and caught up with him, and when he saw me, he ran away from me. I followed him and I started saying, Don't you feel ashamed? Aren't you an Arab? Won't you stand firm? So he stopped and we met and traded blows. Then I struck him with a sword and killed him. Then I went back to Abu Amir and said, Allah has killed your opponent. He said, Pull this arrow out. So I pulled it out, and water came out of it, the wound. He said, O son of my brother, go to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and convey greetings of salam to him from me, and say to him, Abu Amir says to you, Pray for forgiveness for me. Abu Amir appointed me in charge of the people. Then it was not long before he died. When I came back to the Prophet, peace be upon him, I entered upon him when he was in a house on a bed made of rope without a mattress, and the ropes had left marks on the back and sides of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. I told him what had happened to us and Abu Amir, and I said to him, He said, Tell him to pray for forgiveness for me. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, called for some water, and he performed wudu. Then he raised his hands and said, O oh Allah, Forgive Obad Abu Amr, until I could see the whiteness of his armpits. Then he said, O Allah, on the day of resurrection, make him above many of your creation, or many of the people. I said, And me, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, pray for forgiveness for me. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, O Allah, forgive Abdullah bin Qas for his sins, and admit him to a gate of great honor on the day of resurrection. See Quran. Surah An-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 31. Abu Burda said, One of them was for Abu Amr, and the other was for Abu Musa. Chapter on the virtues of the Ash'aris. May Allah be pleased with them. It was narrated that Abu Musa said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I recognize the voices of a group of the Ash'aris when they recite Qur'an, when they enter at night and I can tell where they are from their voices when they recite Qur'an at night, even though I did not see where they stopped during the day. Among them is a Hakim, who, when he meets the horseman or the enemy, he says to them, My companions are telling you to wait for them. Footnote Hakim Scholars differ over whether this is a description or a name. If it were a description, then it means a wise man. In Al-Isabha, Al-Hafiz ibn Hajr said, Hakim al-Ash'ari, I do not know of any information about him except what occurs in the two Sahih. 
In the hadith of Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, who said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, I recognize the voices of a group of the Ash'aris when they recite Qur'an, when they enter at night, meaning in the masjid. Among them is a Hakim who, when he meets the horseman, so he mentioned the hadith. And Al-Hafiz also said there, Ibn At-Din and others among those who explained Al-Bukhari said that his saying, among them is a Hakim, is a description of a man among them, not a name. And this was reported by Iyad from his Sheikh Abu Ali al-Sadafi. An-Nawawi said similar to this. See also Fat al-Bari, number 4232, where he said that, when they enter at night means when they enter their homes after going out to the masjid or for some work and then return. And he cited that from An-Nawawi, while what is with us in the commentary of An-Nawawi today is, when they go out for work then return, without mentioning the masjid. Also, it is important to understand the different explanations that some of them recited this hadith with the meaning when they ride yarhulun during the night instead of yadhulun enter. And An-Nawawi considered the recitation cited in our text, Yadhulun, enter, to be the more correct. It was narrated that Abu Musa said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If the Ash'aris run short of provisions during a campaign, or they run short of food for their families in Al-Madinah, they gather whatever they have in a single cloth and divide it equally among themselves. They belong to me, and I belong to them. Chapter on the Virtues of Abu Sufyan Sakhrib bin Harb. May Allah be pleased with him. Ibn Abbas said, The Muslims would not look at Abu Sufyan nor sit with him. He said to the Prophet, peace be upon him, O Prophet of Allah, give me three things. He said, Yes. He said, I have with me the most beautiful and best woman of the Arabs, Umm Habiba bint Abi Sufyan, and I will give her to you in marriage. He said, Yes. He said, Make Muawiyah your scribe. He said, Yes. He said, And appoint me as a commander, so that I can fight the disbelievers as I used to fight the Muslims. He said, Yes. Abu Zumail said, If he had not asked the Prophet peace be upon him for that, he would not have given him that, because whenever he was asked for something, he would say yes. Chapter on the virtues of Jafir bin Abi Talib and Asma' bin Umes and the people of their ship. May Allah be pleased with them. It was narrated that Abu Musa said, We heard about the migration of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when we were in Yemen. So we set out to migrate to him, my two brothers and I. I was the youngest of them. One of them was Abu Burda and the other was Abu Ram. And fifty-odd or fifty-three of my people. We embarked on a ship and our ship took us to the Negus in Abyssinia. We met Jafir bin Abi Talib and his companions there. And Jafar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent us here and told us to stay here, so stay with us. We stayed with him until we came all together, and we met the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when he conquered Khabar, and he gave us a share of the spoils of war, or he gave us some of it. He did not give anything to anyone who had not been present in the conquest of Khabar, except those who were present with him, and those who had been on our ship along with Jafar and his companions. He gave them a share too. Some of the people said to us, meaning the people of the ship, We migrated before you. He said, Asma' bint Omas, who was one of those who had come with us, entered upon Hafsa, the wife of the Prophet, peace be upon him, to visit her. She was one of those who had migrated to Abyssinia. Omar entered upon Hafsa when Asma' was with her, and when he saw Asma', Omar said, 
Who is this? She said, Asma' bint Omes. Omar said, Is this the Abyssinian woman? Is this the seafaring woman? Asma' said, Yes. Omar said, We migrated before you, so we have more right to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, than you. She got angry and spoke up, You are lying, O Omar. No, by Allah, you were with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he was feeding your hungry ones and exhorting your ignorant, while we were in a hostile land far away in Abyssinia, and that was for the sake of Allah and his Messenger, peace be upon him. By Allah, I will not eat or drink anything until I tell the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about what you said. We were in a state of constant trouble and fear, and I will say that to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and I will ask him, By Allah, I am not lying or adding anything to that. When the Prophet, peace be upon him, came, she said, O Prophet of Allah, Omar said such and such. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, No one has more right to me than you. He and his companions migrated once, but you, the people of the ship, migrated twice. She said, I saw Abu Musa and the people of the ship coming to me in groups, asking me about that hadith, and there is nothing in this world more pleasing to them or more significant than what the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to them. Abu Burda said, Asma said, I saw Abu Musa asking me to repeat this hadith. Chapter on the virtues of Salman, Bilal, and Suhaib. May Allah be pleased with them. It was narrated from Aith bin Amr that Abu Sufyan came to Salman, Suhaib, and Bilal among a group of people, and they said, By Allah, the swords of Allah did not reach the neck of an enemy of Allah they were supposed to reach. Abu Bakr said, Do you say this to an elder and chief of Quraysh? He went to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and told him, and he said, O Abu Bakr, perhaps you annoyed them, and if you have annoyed them, then you have annoyed your Lord. Abu Bakr went to them and said, O my brothers, have I annoyed you? They said, No, may Allah forgive you, O my brother. It was narrated that Jabir bin Abdullah said, The verse, when two parties from among you were about to lose heart, but Allah was their wali, supporter and protector. Quran Surah Al-Imran, chapter 3, verse 122, was revealed concerning us. Banu Salama and Banu Haritha, and we would not like for it not to have been revealed, because Allah glorified and exalted as He said, but Allah was their wali, supporter and protector. Chapter on the virtues of the Ansar. May Allah be pleased with them. It was narrated that Zad bin Arkam said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, O Allah, Forgive the Ansar and the children of the Ansar and the children of the children of the Ansar. Shoba narrated it with this chain of narrators. Anas narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, prayed for forgiveness for the Ansar. He said, and I think he said, and the children of the Ansar and the freed slaves of the Ansar. It was narrated from Anas that the Prophet, peace be upon him, saw some children and women coming back from a wedding. And the Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, stood up and said, By Allah, you are among the dearest of people to me. By Allah, you are among the dearest of people to me, meaning the Ansar. Anas bin Malik said, A woman of the Ansar came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, stood aside with her and said, by the one in whose hand is my soul, you, the Ansar, are the dearest of people to me. And he, peace be upon him, said this three times. It was narrated from Shoba, 
a similar hadith as number 6418 with this chain of narrators. It was narrated from Anas bin Malik that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The Ansar are my inner circle and trusted friends. The people will increase in number, but the Ansar will decrease. So appreciate their good deeds and overlook their bad deeds. Chapter on the Best Clans of the Ansar It was narrated that Abu Usaid said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The best clans of the Ansar are Banu An-Najjar, then Banu Abdul Ashal, then Banu Al-Harith bin Al-Khazraj, then Banu Sa'ida, and in all the clans of the Ansar there is goodness. Sa'ad said, I think that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, placed others above us. It was said, He placed you above many others. A similar report as hadith number 6421 was narrated from Abu Usaid al-Ansari, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. A similar report as hadith number 6422 was narrated from Anas, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, except that he did not mention the words of Sa'ad. It was narrated that Ibrahim bin Muhammad bin Talha said, I heard Abu Usaid delivering a khutbah in the presence of Ibn Utbah, and he said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The best clans of the Ansar are the clan of Banu An-Najjar, the clan of Banu Abdul Ashal, the clan of Banu Al-Harith bin Al-Khazraj, and the clan of Banu Sa'idah. By Allah, if I were to give preference to anyone, I would give my preference to my clan. It was narrated that Abu Az-Zinad said, Abu Salama bore witness that he heard Abu Usaid al-Ansari bear witness that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, the best clans of the Ansar are Banu An-Najjar, then Banu Abdul Ashal, then Banu Al-Harith bin Al-Khazraj, then Banu Sa'idah, and in every clan of the Ansar there is goodness. Abu Salama said, Abu Usaid said, Would I tell a lie about the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? If I were lying, I would have started with my own people, Banu Sa'idah. News of that reached Sa'ad bin Ubadah, and he was a little upset, and he said, We have been left behind. We are the last of the four. Saddle my donkey for me, so that I might go to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. But his nephew Sahel spoke to him and said, Are you going to reject what the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, when the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, knows best? Is it not sufficient for you that you are the fourth of four? So he changed his mind and said, Allah and his Messenger know best. And he ordered that his donkey be unsaddled. Abu Usaid al-Ansari narrated that he heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, The best of the Ansar, or the best clans of the Ansar, a similar hadith about the clan as number 6425. But he did not mention the story of Sa'ad bin Ubadah. May Allah be pleased with him. Abu Huraira said, While he was in a large gathering of Muslims, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Shall I tell you about the best clans of the Ansar? They said, Yes, O Messenger of Allah. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Banu Abdul Ashal. They said, Then who, O Messenger of Allah? He said, Then, Banu An-Najjar. They said, Then who, O Messenger of Allah? He said, Then Banu Al-Harith bin Al-Khazraj. They said, Then who, O Messenger of Allah? He said, Then Banu Sa'idah. They said, Then who, O Messenger of Allah? He said, then in every clan of the Ansar there is goodness. Sa'ad bin Ubadah stood up angrily and said, Are we the last of the four? And he wanted to speak to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, but a man among his people said, Sit down, 
Are you not pleased that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, mentioned your clan among the four clans whom he mentioned by name? Those whom he left and did not mention by name are more than those whom he did mention by name. So Sa'ad bin Ubadah dropped the idea of speaking to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Chapter on Keeping Good Company with the Ansar. May Allah be pleased with them. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, I went out with Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajali on a journey, and he was serving me. I said to him, Do not do that. He said, I saw the Ansar doing something for the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and I decided that if I accompanied any of them, I would serve him. Ibn al-Muthanna and Ibn Bashar added in their hadith, Jarir was older than Anas. Chapter on the supplication of the Prophet, peace be upon him, for Ghifar and Aslam. It was narrated by Abdullah bin As-Samit from Abu Dhar that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, May Allah pardon Ghafara, Ghafar, and may Allah keep Aslam safe and sound. Salama. It was narrated that Abu Dhar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said to me, Go to your people and say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, May Allah keep Aslam safe and sound. Salama. And may Allah pardon Ghafara, Ghafar. Shubah narrated it with this chain of narrators. It was narrated from Jabir that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, May Allah keep Aslam safe and sound, Salama, and may Allah pardon Ghafara, Ghafar. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, May Allah keep Aslam safe and sound, Salama, and may Allah pardon Ghafara, Ghafar. As for me, I did not say it. Rather, Allah, the Mighty and Sublime, said it. It was narrated that Khufaf bin Ima' al-Ghifari said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said during the prayer, O Allah, curse Banu Lihyan, Ril, and the Khwal, and Usayyah, for they have disobeyed Allah and his Messenger, peace be upon him. And may Allah pardon Ghafara, Ghifar, and may Allah keep Aslam safe and sound. Salama. It was narrated from Abdullah bin Dinar that he heard Ibn Umar say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, May Allah pardon Ghafara Ghafar, and may Allah keep Aslam safe and sound, Salama, but Usayya have disobeyed Allah and his Messenger. A similar report as Hadith number 6435 was narrated from Nafi' from Ibn Umar, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. In the Hadith of Salih and Osama, it says that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said that on the mimbar. Ibn Umar said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say a similar hadith as number 6436. Chapter on the Virtues of Ghifar, Aslam, Juhayna, Ashjah, Muzayna, Tamim, Dos, and Tayyah. It was narrated that Abu Ayyub said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The Ansar, Muzayna, Juhayna, Ghifar, and Ashjah, and whoever was from Banu Abdullah are my supporters among the people, and Allah and his messenger are their protectors. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The Quraysh, the Ansar, Muzayna, Juhayna, Aslam, Ghifar, and Ashjah are my supporters, and they have no protector other than Allah and his messenger. Peace be upon him. A similar report as hadith number 6439 was narrated from Sa'ad bin Ibrahim with this chain of narrators except that in the hadith it says, Sa'ad said concerning some of this, as far as I know. 
It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Aslam, Ghifar, Muzana, and whoever was from Johanna, or Johanna, are better than Banu Tamim and Banu Amir and the two allies, Asad and Ghatafan. Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, By the one in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad, peace be upon him. Ghifar, Aslam, Muzana, whoever was from Johanna, or he said Johanna, and whoever was from Muzana, will be better before Allah on the day of resurrection than Asad, Tayyah, and Ghatafan. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Aslam, Ghafar, some of Muzana and Johanna, or whoever was from Johanna and Muzana, will be better before Allah, I think he said, on the day of resurrection, than Asad, Ghatafan, Hawazin, and Damim. Abdurrahman bin Abi Bakra narrated from his father that Al-Akra bin Habis came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and said, The thieves of Aslam, Ghifar and Muzaina, and I think Johanna, Muhammad, one of the narrators, is the one who was not sure, who plundered the pilgrims, have sworn allegiance to you. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, What do you think of Aslam, Ghifar and Muzaina? And I think Johanna are better than Banu Tamim, Banu Amir, Asad and Ghatafan, would the latter be doomed and lost? He said, yes. He said, by the one in whose hand is my soul, they are better than them. In the hadith of Ibn Abi Shaiba, it does not say Muhammad is the one who was not sure. The chief of Banu Tamim, Muhammad bin Abdullah bin Abi Yaqub al-Dabi, narrated a similar report as hadith number 6444 with this chain of narrators. And he said, and Johanna. And he did not say, I think. It was narrated from Abdurrahman bin Abi Bakra from his father that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Aslam, Ghifar, Muzana, and Juhayna are better than Bani Tamim and Banu Amir and the two allies, Bani Asad and Ghatafan. It was narrated from Abu Bishr with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6446. It was narrated from Abdurrahman bin Abi Bakra that his father said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, What do you think if Juhayna, Aslam, and Ghifar are better than Banu Tamim and Banu Abdullah bin Ghatafan and Amir bin Sa'asa'a? He said it in a loud voice and they said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, they would be doomed and lost. He said, Then they are better. According to the report of Abu Qurayb, what do you think if Juhayna, Muzana, Aslam, and Ghifar it was narrated that Adi bin Hatim said, I came to Umar bin al-Khattab and he said to me, The first charity that brightened the face of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and the faces of his companions was that charity of Tayyah, which you brought to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Abu Hurana said, At-Tufal and his companions came and said, O Messenger of Allah, those have disbelieved and persisted in disbelief. Pray to Allah against them. It was said, Dos are doomed. He said, O Allah, guide Dos and bring them here. It was narrated from Abu Zurah that Abu Huraira said, I still love Banu Tamim for three things that I heard from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, They will put up the strongest resistance of my Ummah against the Dajjal. Their charity, Zakah, came and the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, This is the charity of our people. And he said, Aisha had a slave girl from among them, and the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Set her free, 
for she is from the children of Ismail. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, I still love Banu Tamim for three things that I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say about them. And he mentioned a similar report as Hadith number 6451. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, There are three things that I heard from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about Banu Tamim, and I still love them after that. He quoted a similar hadith as number 6451, except that he said, They are the bravest of people in the battlefield, but he did not mention the Dajjal. Chapter on the Best of People It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, You will find that people are of different qualities. The best of them in the Jahiliyyah will be the best of them in Islam, when they attain fiqh, the true understanding of Islam. And you will find that among the best of people in positions of authority are those who dislike it most, before it is thrust upon them. And you will find that among the worst of people is the one who is two-faced, showing one face to these people and another face to those. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, you will find that people are of different qualities. A hadith like that of Az-Zuhri, number 6454, except that in the hadith of Abu Zurah and Al-Araj, it says, You will find the best of people in this matter are those who hate it the most until it is thrust upon them. Chapter on the Virtues of the Women of the Quraysh It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, the best women who ride camels are. One of them, the sub-narrator said, the righteous women of the Quraysh, and the other said, the women of the Quraysh. They are the kindest to the orphans when they are small, and they are the best at looking after the wealth of their husbands. A similar report as Hadith number 6456 was narrated from Abu Huraira and attributed to the Prophet, peace be upon him, and from Ibn Tawas, from his father, who attributed it to the Prophet, peace be upon him, except that he said, They are the kindest to children when they are small, and he did not say orphans. Abu Huraira said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, The women of the Quraysh are the best of women who ride camels. They are the kindest to children, and they are the best at looking after their husband's wealth. Abu Huraira said following that, Maryam bint Imran never rode a camel. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Prophet, peace be upon him, proposed marriage to Umm Hani bint Abi Talib, and she said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, I have grown old and I have children. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The best of women who ride. Then he mentioned a hadith like that of Yunus, number 6458, except that he said, They are the kindest to children when they are small. It was narrated from Abu Huraira that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The best of women who ride camels are the righteous women of the Quraysh. They are the kindest to children when they are small, and they are the best at looking after their husband's wealth. A hadith like that of Ma'mar, number 6460, was narrated from Abu Huraira from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Chapter on the Prophet, peace be upon him, established bonds of brotherhood among his companions. May Allah be pleased with them. It was narrated from Anas that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, established brotherhood between Abu Ubaidah bin al-Jarrah and Abu Talha. Asim al-Ahwal narrated that it was said to Anas bin Malik, Have you heard that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no hilf, alliance in Islam? 
So Anas said that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, established an alliance, hilf, between the Quraysh and the Ansar in his house. It was narrated that Anas said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, established an alliance between the Quraysh and the Ansar in my house in al Madina. It was narrated that Jubair bin Mu'tam said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There is no alliance, hilf, in Islam. Alliances existed during the Jahiliyyah. Islam only strengthened them. Chapter on the presence of the Prophet, peace be upon him, is a source of security for his companions, and the presence of his companions is a source of security for the Ummah. It was narrated from Abu Burda that his father said, We prayed Maghrib with the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, then we said, Why don't we sit and wait until we pray Isha with him? So we sat, and he came out to us and said, Are you still here? We said, O Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, we prayed Maghrib with you. Then we said, We will sit until we pray Isha with you. He said, You have done well, or you have done the right thing. He raised his head to look at the sky, and he often raised his head to look at the sky and said, The stars are a source of security for the sky, and when the stars disappear, there will come to the sky what is promised. I am a source of security for my companions, and when I am gone, there will come to my companions what they are promised. And my companions are a source of security for my ummah, and when my companions are gone, there will come to my ummah what they are promised. Chapter on the virtues of the Sahaba, then those who come after them, then those who come after them. It was narrated from Abu Sayyid al-Khudri that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, There will come to the people a time when groups of people will go out to fight, and it will be said to them, Is there anyone among you who saw the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? And they will say, Yes, and victory will be granted to them. Then groups of people will go out to fight, and it will be said to them, Is there anyone among you who saw anyone who accompanied the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? They will say, Yes, and victory will be granted to them. Then groups of people will go out to fight, and it will be said to them, Is there anyone among you who saw anyone who accompanied anyone who accompanied the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him? They will say, Yes, and victory will be granted to them. It was narrated from Jabir that Abu Sayyid al-Khudri said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, There will come to the people a time when a detachment will be sent out, and they will say, Look and see if you can find among you any one of the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him. A man will be found and victory will be granted to them because of him. Then a second detachment will be sent out and they will say, Is there anyone among them who saw the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him? And victory will be granted to them because of him. Then a third detachment will be sent out and they will say, Look and see if you can find among them anyone who saw someone who saw the companions of the Prophet. Then there will be a fourth detachment, and it will be said, Look and see if you can find among them anyone who saw someone who saw someone who saw the companions of the Prophet, peace be upon him. A man will be found, and victory will be granted because of him. It was narrated that Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The best of my ummah are the generation who come after me, then those who come after them, then those who come after them. Then there will come people whose testimony will come before their oath, and their oath before their testimony. It was narrated that Abdullah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was asked, Which of the people are best? He said, My generation, then those who come after them, 
than those who come after them. Then there will come people whose testimony will come before their oath, and their oath before their testimony. Ibrahim said, They used to forbid us, when we were children, to swear oaths and give testimony. A similar hadith as number 6470 was narrated from Mansur, with a chain of Abu al-Ahwas and Jarir, but in their hadith, it does not say the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, was asked. It was narrated from Abdullah that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, The best of people are my generation, than those who come after them, than those who come after them. I do not know if he said after the third or fourth time, then they will be followed by people whose testimony will come before their oath, and their oath before their testimony. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The best of my ummah are the generation among whom I was sent, then those who come after them. Allah knows best whether he said it a third time or not. Then he said, Then there will come a people who love to be fat, and they will give testimony before being asked to do so. A similar report, as hadith number 6473, was narrated from Abu Bishr, with this chain of narrators, except that in the hadith of Shubha it says, Abu Huraira said, I do not know if he said it two or three times. Imran bin Hussein narrated that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, The best of you are my generation, then those who come after them, then those who come after them, then those who come after them. Imran said, I do not know if the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said after his generation two or three times. Then there will come after them people who will give testimony and will not be asked to do so. They will be dishonest and not trustworthy, and they will make vows and not fulfill them, and fatness will become widespread among them. It was narrated from Shoba with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6475. In their hadith it says, I do not know whether he mentioned two or three after his generation. In the hadith of Shababa it says, I heard Zahdam bin Madarib who came to me for some reason riding a horse and told me that he heard Imran bin Hussein. In the hadith of Yahya and Shababa it says, They will make vows but will not fulfill them. This hadith was narrated from Imran bin Hussein from the Prophet, peace be upon him. The best of this ummah are the generation to whom I was sent, than those who come after them. In the hadith of Abu Awana, it adds, He said, And Allah knows best whether he mentioned the third time or not, like the hadith of Zahdam from Imran. In the hadith of Hisham from Qatada, it adds, They will swear oaths, but they will not be asked to swear oaths. It was narrated that Aisha said, a man asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, which people are best? He said, the generation to whom I was sent, then the second and the third. Chapter on the meaning of the words of the Prophet, peace be upon him, after 100 years, there will be no soul left alive that is living now. Abdullah bin Omar said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, led us in Isha prayer one night at the end of his life. Then, when he had said the salam, he stood up and said, have you seen this night of yours? One hundred years from now, there will be no one left who is on the face of the earth. Ibn Omar said, The people did not understand these words of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, about one hundred years, and they interpreted the hadith incorrectly. All that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said was, One hundred years from now, there will be no one left who is on the face of the earth, meaning that that generation would come to an end. 
A similar hadith as number 6,479 was narrated from Azuri with a chain of Ma'mar. Jabir bin Abdullah said, I heard the Prophet peace be upon him say, one month before he died. You ask me about the hour? The knowledge thereof is with Allah, and I swear by Allah there is no soul that is living now that will survive after 100 years. Ibn Juraj narrated it with this chain of narrators, a hadith similar to number 6481, but he did not say one month before he died. It was narrated from Jabir bin Abdullah that one month before he died, or thereabouts, the Prophet peace be upon him said, There is no soul living today that will still be alive after 100 years. Suleiman al-Taymi narrated a similar report as hadith number 6483 with both chain of narrators. It was narrated that Abu Sa'id said, When the Prophet peace be upon him came back from Tabuk, they asked him about the hour. The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, After 100 years, there will be no soul living on earth that is alive today. It was narrated that Jabir bin Abdullah said, The Prophet of Allah peace be upon him said, there is no soul alive that will remain for 100 years. Salim said, We made mention of that to him, that is, to Jabir, and he explained, it meant every soul that was alive on that day. Chapter on the Prohibition of Reviling the Companions. May Allah be pleased with them. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Do not revile my companions. Do not revile my companions. By the one in whose hand is my soul, if one of you were to spend the equivalent of Ohad, mountain, in gold, in charity, it would not amount to a mud of one of them, or even half of that. It was narrated that Abu Sa'id said, There was some disagreement between Khalid bin al-Walid and Abdurrahman bin Auf, and Khalid reviled him. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, do not revile one of my companions, for even if one of you were to spend the equivalent of Ahad in gold, in charity, it would not amount to a mud of one of them, or even half of that. A similar hadith as number 6488 was narrated from Al-Amash with, with a chain of narrators of Jarir and Abu Muawiyah. But in the hadith of Shoba and Waqi, there is no mention of Abdurrahman bin Auf and Khalid bin Al-Walid. Chapter on the Virtues of Uwais Al-Karni. May Allah be pleased with him. It was narrated from Osar bin Jabir that the people of Al-Kufa came to Omar, and among them was a man who mocked Uwais. Omar said, Is there anyone here from among the Karanis? That man came, and Omar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, A man called Uwais will come to you from Yemen, and he will not leave anyone behind in Yemen except his mother. He had leprosy, but he prayed to Allah, and he took it away, except for a spot the size of a dinar or dirham. Whoever among you meets him, let him pray for forgiveness for you. It was narrated that Umar bin al-Khattab said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, The best of the tabi'een will be a man who is called Uwais, and he will have a mother, and he will have had leprosy. Tell him to pray for forgiveness for you. It was narrated that Usair bin Jabir said, Whenever reinforcements came from Yemen, Umar bin al-Khattab would ask them, Is Uwais bin Amir among you? When he found Uwais, he said, Are you Uwais bin Amir? He said, Yes. He said, Are you from Murad, then from Qaran? He said, Yes. He said, Did you have leprosy? Then you recovered from it except for a spot the size of a dirham? He said, Yes. He said, Do you have a mother? 
He said, yes. He said, I heard the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, there will come to you Owais bin Amir, along with the reinforcements from Yemen, from Murad, then from Karan. He had leprosy, but he recovered from it, except for a spot the size of a dirham. He has a mother, and he honors her. If he were to swear in the name of Allah that something should happen, Allah would cause it to happen. If you can ask him to pray for forgiveness for you, then do so. Pray for forgiveness for me. And he prayed for forgiveness for him. Omar said to him, Where are you headed? He said, Al-Kufa. He said, Shall I write to the governor for you? He said, Being among the common folk is dearer to me. The following year, a man from among their nobles performed Hajj, and he met Omar, who asked him about Owais. He said, I left him in a shabby house with meager provisions. He said, I heard the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, There will come to you Owais bin Amir along with the reinforcements from Yemen, from Murad, then from Karan. He had leprosy, but he recovered from it, except for a spot the size of a dirham. He has a mother, and he honors her. If he were to swear in the name of Allah that something should happen, Allah would cause it to happen. If you can ask him to pray for forgiveness for you, then do so. So he went to Owais and said, Pray for forgiveness for me. He said, You have just come from a sacred journey, so pray for forgiveness for me. He said, Pray for forgiveness for me. He said, You have just come from a sacred journey, so pray for forgiveness for me. He said, Did you meet Omar? He said, Yes. So he prayed for forgiveness for him, and the people came to know of his piety, so he left. Osair, a narrator, said, His garment was a burda, and every time anyone saw him, he would say, From where did Owais get this burda? Chapter on the advice of the Prophet, peace be upon him, concerning the people of Egypt. Abu Dhar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, You will conquer a land in which the currency is the kirat. Treat its people kindly, for they have protection, dhimma, and kinship. But if you see two men fighting over a space the size of a brick, then leave. He, the narrator said, he passed by Rabi'ah and Abdurrahman, the two sons of Shorabil bin Hasana, and they were fighting over a space the size of a brick, so he left. It was narrated that Abu Dhar said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, You will conquer Egypt, and it is a land in which the currency is the kirat. When you conquer it, treat its people kindly, for they have protection, dhimma, and kinship. But if you see two men fighting over a space the size of a brick, then leave. He said, I saw Abdurrahman bin Shorabil bin Hasana and his brother Rabia fighting over a space the size of a brick. So I left. Chapter on the Virtues of the People of Oman Abu Barza said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, sent a man to one of the tribes of the Arabs, and they reviled him and beat him. He came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and told him, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If you had gone to the people of Oman, they would not have reviled you or beaten you. Chapter on the Liar and Great Slaughterer of Thaqif It was narrated from Abu Nafal. I saw Abdullah bin Az-Zubair hanging on the road to Al-Madinah, and the Quraysh and the people were passing by him. Abdullah bin Omar came by, and he stopped and said, Peace be upon you, O Abu Khubab, peace be upon you. Abu Khubab, peace be upon you, Abu Khubab. By Allah, I told you not to do this. By Allah, I told you not to do this. 
By Allah, I told you not to do this. By Allah, as far as I know, you were devoted to fasting and prayer at night, and you upheld the ties of kinship. By Allah, a nation of which you are the worst is a good nation. Then Abdullah bin Umar went away, and news of the position of Abdullah and what he had said reached Al-Hajjaj. He sent for him, and the body was taken down and thrown into the graveyard of the Jews. Then he sent for his mother, Asma' bint Abi Bakr, but she refused to come to him. The messenger said to her again, Either you will come, or I shall send to you one who will drag you by your hair. But she refused and said, By Allah, I will not come until you send to me one who will drag me by my hair. He, Al-Hajjad, said, Bring me my shoes. He put on his shoes and set out, swollen with pride, until he entered upon her. He said, What do you think about what I did to the enemy of Allah? She said, I think that you ruined his life in this world, but he has ruined your life in the hereafter. I heard that you said to him, O son of that an the woman with two girdles. By Allah, the woman with two girdles, one of them, she used to hang the food of the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and the food of Abu Bakr out of the reach of wild animals, and the other was the girdle that no woman can do without. As for the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, he told us, Among Thaqif there will be a liar and a great slaughterer. As for the liar, we have seen him. And as for the great slaughterer, I do not think that it is anyone but you. He, the narrator said, He, Al-Hajjaj, got up and left her, and he did not reply her. Chapter on the Virtues of the Persians It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, If the knowledge of religion was at the Pleiades, a man from among the Persians or from among the sons of the Persians would go and get it. It was narrated that Abu Huraira said, We were sitting with the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Surah Al-Jamu'ah was revealed to him, when he recited the words, And he has sent him also to others among them, Muslims, who have not yet joined them, but they will come. Qur'an, Surah Al-Jamu'ah, chapter 62, verse 3. A man said, Who are they, O Messenger of Allah? The Prophet, peace be upon him, did not answer him until he had asked two or three times, and among us was Salman al-Farisi. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, put his hand on Salman and said, If faith were at the Pleiades, some men from among these people would get it. Chapter on the words of the Prophet, peace be upon him. People are like a hundred camels among whom you cannot find one that is fit for riding. It was narrated that Ibn Omar said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, You will find that people are like a hundred camels, among whom a man cannot find one that is fit for riding.